I'm not the guy that you kill. I'm the guy that you buy. Are you so fucking blind you don't even see what I am? I'm the easiest part of your whole goddamn problem and you're going to kill me? Don't you know who I am? I'm a fixer. I'm a bag man. I do everything from shoplifting housewives to bent congressmen and you're going to kill me? I'm ready, man. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> you would think our 50th episode, we would have this by now. Hello, yeah. and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Films. What's going on? Number 50. 50. Number 50. 50 episodes. That's crazy, It's very man. special. Dude, who's telling a story? Someone wanted to tell a story? Oh, oh. well, we, we were just talking about... The precious of being a Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, well, in their GoFundMe thing, and, and Dave was saying, like, well, if people were throwing money, you know, at you, wouldn't you take it? And, and I was just saying, like, dude, if I already had $900 million oh, of course. in the bank... Like, I can't. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You're never going to hear from me again. (laughs) Didn't Dave buy an island somewhere? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Where is it? He won't tell us. (laughs) Keep sending me postcards. Yeah. Yeah. From unknown address. From that that Shawshank Redemption place. Yeah. Yeah. Tuataneo. Yeah, right? (laughs) Tuataneo. One of the vaguest not to go off on a sidetrack, but yeah, go look in a field. You know that field? And then there's a black rock next to the tree. Yeah, right. Right away, I was like... <laughs> Whatever they sold me oh, <laughs> way man. before then. So yeah, episode fifty. Number fifty is pretty exciting. Wild card, bitches. I that mean, means yeah, we've done at least a hundred and twenty hours of this stuff. Seeing and everything's like two oh, and a yeah. half hours. Long. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know how many movies. I mean, because at first we were doing guests, and we do guests every once in a while now. But yeah. we've realized that it gets a little clusterfucky when you have more than three people. Yeah. So we've kind of left it to uh, when somebody's out of town or someone right. doesn't know a subject more that we'll bring a guest in. Which is usually, uh, I'm the, usually the subject person. <laughs> Maybe sometimes, not a big, yeah. I'm not a big superhero f- movie fan. I watch them and I yeah, enjoy yeah. them. Yeah. I don't crave to see them. Like, I'm always, well, they're I'm getting, probably like you, I'm But they're also up getting and, better and better, They too. are. And uh, the, I'll tell you what, the Logan was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah Logan absolutely. was phenomenal. Those, Logan was phenomenal. Those outside the box ones are yeah. really, really, really good. Um, also want to take a quick second and say hello to our 80 some odd listeners <laughs> that popped up in Amsterdam over the last yeah, week geez, or so. What the hell happened Dave there? has a lot of friends in Amsterdam. I do, but are... how would you f- connect my name? No, I'm sure show. that's not the reason, yeah. but just, I do have a lot of friends. But yeah. There. You have a lot of friends yeah. in Utrecht, Utrecht uh, which and, is uh, like 20 minutes South. Holland is a wonderful place. Yeah. And I don't care. I'm not even talking about if you want to go there to smoke weed, forget about no, that. No, I want to go see the tours. Because you want to go see the tulips while smoking weed (laughs) (laughs) but it's just everybody is friendly american culture is is prevalent Uh you would think you were somewhere weird in america because everybody speaks english Uh they it's just sprinkled with dutchness here and there yeah very open people and it's just fun being over there yeah big shout out to them but thank you for tuning in i don't know what happened maybe Maybe they got uh, teary-eyed for Goonies over there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Goonies is a, uh, I guess it's a uh, hit worldwide. Worldwide really. phenomenon. They love man. their eighties over there. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, we love it. Here. Yeah, the, if you pull our stuff up on SoundCloud, it, you would. It'd be hard to get a sense. I don't know. Is there a description? Yeah, there's a description. Okay, see, I never even. I know what it is, so I don't even try. And to for find number fifty, I think I'm going to do what Justin had suggested before. I actually have like a cheat list of like. Episodes one for fifty, which will tell you this is seventies horror. This is oh nice stuff and everything. And I'll post that on our Facebook page. So Very people cool. Can go on there and immediately uh, be able to check out what it is I, without having to search for it. I almost feel like we could start back at one, and it would be 
Yeah. Easy. We could. In different, no, I know. There's stuff to go for months and months oh, and yeah. months. But literally, when we get to episode 225. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. We're back to number one. Because I remember. I forget what I put on there. I'm never going to. Well, yeah, because there's no reason not to re examine 80s horror or any of those old ones like that. To be honest with you, we've talked about some movies a lot. Oh, yeah. Zodiac, we've probably talked about four times. Yeah, mm. but four times over but 50 times. I'll tell you what. No, every time I talk about it's it, something different. it's something different. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's good when we do acting pods, because you can uh, you can talk about movies we've talked about before, but specifically target that actor in that movie and be yeah. like, this is what I like about his specific role in this. So. And so that kind of leads us to what we're going to do today. Today's going to be a little wild. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, this is very exciting to us because we usually know within a, a couple days what each of us are going to pick. That case, we, if any of us want to watch the movie or, or overlap, kind of, or, so or, or, overlap, or so we don't overlap. That's right. kind of the main reason we don't uh, we don't keep it kind of a secret when we go on here. Uh, but this episode, we're going to kind of fly by the seat of our pants, and we're going to uh, we've all picked five movies. Whatever movie we want to do, since it's the uh, kind of our anniversary episode, any movie we haven't talked about or talked about very little that we'd like to get more into, but we haven't told each other what our picks are. Yeah. So there is that possibility. We have some alternates on our list in case for some random reason uh, that we do pick an, uh, a movie that's on one of our each other's lists, which, I man, I really doubt. Like you said, I think... Uh, if it happens, we get a point or a dollar or something like that. <laughs> if someone actually uh, picks one of the ones that the other one is, because our movie tastes are very kind of uh, you and I similar overlap. in a lot of ways. You and I overlap. I mean, we all overlap. But but there's a specific genre. I think Justin is more towards a lot of uh, uh, either kung fu or hip-hop movies and more modern action movies and stuff. Dave's yeah. more slow kind of period uh, dramas a lot no of times. No comedy would be. Uh, very little comedy Very little comedy. And, uh, and, Although I love comedy. And then again, yeah. mine is all over the place because I like movies from the 30s all the way up to the <coughs> movies that came out last week, and I, I can appreciate all movies. I mean... I like a lot of cult favorite I'll ones. I'll tell you now. The show... The show Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I'll tell you now, if you have any silent movies on there, haven't seen them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole show's... Man. There's one silent Gen- movie that's awesome, though. That M. That's true. That M with Fritz Lang uh, movie with, uh, what's his name from, uh, I can't even remember his name. Uh, but that's the one about the child molester who's trying to uh, get away from the cops. And is it Ray Fiennes? No, no, this is like 1930s. Oh. <laughs> silent movie, okay. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> no, it's the guy. The it. guy with the big eyes that they mimic in the Looney oh, Tunes yeah, cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for some reason, his name. You know his name me. every time I. Yeah, I know, up. but <laughs> when I wanted, it's not there. <laughs> he was in Arsenic and Old Lace. He was really great in that. That's another great movie. But yeah, so these are kind of all over the place. Were you going to say something? Um, I think that's a lot of the reason why this show can exist. Yes, yeah. because you have such a broad taste. This, yeah. we couldn't. Justin and I couldn't do this pod. No. We could do this pod, but it would be very small in scope. (laughs) (laughs) But you guys certainly have a taste, and I think it's... I don't think it would work if we all liked the same exact movies right, yeah. and all kind of gravitated to the same thing. You know? Yeah. And I look like movies for different reasons. I like movies like sometimes I like a movie with Roger Deakins just because I want to yeah, see good, the uh, coloring. And or the, Terrence, and uh, the, Terrence uh, Malick. Terrence Malick for just the it's beauty, like the beauty the of The Thin Red movie. Line. Who gives a shit about that movie? That movie had... Well, and I was talking to Dave earlier. But it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Dave earlier. There's a, there's a great series 
uh, there's a couple great series I'm watching right now on TV, but Castle Rock's one of them. But it's very slow. My wife's out of it. She she watched a couple of episodes. She's out because God, she you thinks have to it's be slow with that. Universe. She thinks it's yeah. too so slow. And uh, I was talking to Dave, and Dave's like, "Man, that makes me want to watch it even more." Right. Because a lot of people like that. If you take your time with the characters and you develop, and it's a mystery that slowly evolves, yeah. like. Episode 7 just happened, and it didn't really even start kicking until the end of Episode 6. But because you've established all these characters, it's, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. I think I got to 5 on it, and I'd like to continue watching it. You I should. Yeah, I just uh, haven't had time. I love 3-hour movies. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. No, no, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. 3-hour movies, 3-hour oh. and half-hour movies, 4-hour movies. I have no problem with that, man. And most of like, Das Boot. Yeah, that's why I tell my wife. the funny my thing wife, is, my wife likes, yeah. really loves Das Boot. Oh, my wife would not. That's why I threaten her with. She's like, I'll watch any movie you want. I said, don't tell me that. I'll put, I'll put the four and a half hour long German submarine movie on. <laughs> yeah, well, oh my God. You'll, you'll be running for the you'll think it's the same scene yeah. for four and a half oh, hours. Because they, they aren't out of the submarine until the last ten minutes. Right? I'll oh, be like, that. what is that Ace Ventura line? Or no, the Dumb and Dumber line where he's sitting at the bar and the girl keeps talking and everything. He says, don't you believe that? He says, no, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, because uh, she turns out to be the FBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love his reaction. Yeah. <laughs> and that fucking uh, jacket he's wearing. Oh, oh it's God. fucking great. All right, so we want to dive right into this. Go sure. right in because we're gonna do a lot of because there's a there's a potential that uh, a lot of us have not seen the movies that the other people have seen, and they're gonna be doing a lot of talking about it. So I'm excited. So All we'll right. start right off with Justin. I should I should have put movies on my list I've seen. Then this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna be embarrassing. Um, so this one is one that I got really upset about when we did the uh, music one because I completely left it off. So I'm going with uh, 2006 Idlewild. See, I, I knew you were going to pick this yeah. because Justin kind of ruined it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> he, he got so excited tweeting Big Boy and Andre, cool. and he was like, uh, he was like, ah, I got to put it on there. Yeah, well, they. It doesn't matter. I still haven't seen it, so I'm interested in yeah. you talking about it. I have seen the trailer for it. It does look interesting. It's really and good. And I do like Andre uh, 3000. I was thinking of. Uh, uh, that four brothers the other day, and that one was going to uh, make the that was it was either this or that. I haven't seen yeah. it in a while though. I because love that movie though. The guy from Doctor Strange is in that. He's the, which one? Um, the Doctor Strange's like mentor that's not uh, the ancient. Oh yeah, the guy from uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's in there. He's though he's got a weird name. Who's the rapper from uh, Monsters Ball? That's not Andre 3000. Uh, the rapper from Monster. Oh no, that's what's his is name? Puff Daddy? Plays the mechanic. Oh, he was next so door. good in that too. Yeah, what the hell's his name? Damn. I don't know because I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I uh, thought it was Puff Daddy. No, no. Oh, the, well, the, he the, might have been in that too. Puff Daddy was definitely in it. He yeah. was the father's. Yeah, yeah. That's not who we're talking boy. about. You're talking. But I'm about talking the about the guy. mechanic. The guy from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, most deaf. Most, most deaf. Yeah. Okay. He's great, dude. Most deaf. It is most deaf. He is the most deaf. He was so great in Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, I love his. Sam Rockwell too. He was so great. So Idlewild has my two favorites, Andre 3000 and Big Boy in it. Also Terrence Howard. I didn't know Big Boy was in it. That's oh, yeah, the yeah. Whole, uh, man, so, you would have loved yeah. not to get off on tangent no, beforehand, good. but there was an amazing that, uh, remember I've been telling you guys about the CNN comedy mm-hmm. pod, but before that they've been doing the CNN 2000s and they just did music and they did all hip hop. Oh, wow. And they did a good like five minutes on Outkast oh, and Big Boy and Andre 2000. Yeah, you got to check it out. Dude, Big Boy right now has a song that's almost number one on yeah, the charts. Yeah, he was on, uh, we watched him on uh, Fallon. Called like, All Night. Uh, yep. Yeah. He, last week he was on Fallon. I was Is that unusual for him? 
well, well he just hasn't he's done a, a while, he's right? a solo artist and he was like you know he's making a big comeback right now to be on the tonight show is huge yeah too. and andre doesn't really ma- he he's featured on other people's stuff but he doesn't really make music anymore um and big boys dropped like, too much money to count <laughs> yeah um big boys dropped like three solo albums and they've all kind of gone under the radar no. and this unless song, you're into him right and we'll see this song started off as um it, it was uh, on an apple commercial so it got popular from the yeah. apple commercial and now it's just skyrocketing it i heard huh. I, I heard it on the radio the other huh. day that's awesome which is yeah no it's awesome because i haven't heard a big boy song on the radio for 12 years i'm all for know? those old school guys getting big and absolutely getting paid for doing their stuff so uh yeah give us a andre 3000 plays a guy named percival who his father owns a mortuary so that's his line of work this is idlewild florida no idlewild is just the name of you know the movie um it's also the name of the soundtrack which was like an album that that's the only connection with the name maybe the town is called idlewild um but i'm really not sure um and Big Boy works at this club, um, and he's like the headliner at the club. He's the entertainer. Well, Andre is also the piano player, but he's kind of like the backup piano player there. So during the day, he works at the mortuary. During the night, he's trying to become a piano player. Um, and at the same time, this takes place during Prohibition. So they're trying to bootleg, and they're using the uh, hearse from the mortuary to bootleg the oh, booze, nice. you know? Um and so Ving Rames is in it. He's the original club owner. Um, Big Worm, Phase on Love, is in it. Um, <laughs> Where is it? Yeah. Um, and Terrence Howard is in it. He's kind of like this oh, wow. gangster. So this got a pretty big cast. Yeah, dude. I, it's a and this really, was, what was the year you said? 2006. Okay, so this was even before Terrence like, took off. Yeah. Uh, dude, I went and saw this with a buddy of mine in the movie theater. Yeah. Like the day that it came out, first showing, because we knew it was going to be packed. We were the only two people Yeah, in that's there. one of those movies I'm surprised that even... Uh, it, uh, it flopped. It yeah. flopped, you know, but I loved it. You loved it. it. I, mean, I loved and it. And your friend loved it. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All those movies get second lives on streaming. and Yeah. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. That's why it doesn't really mean, I mean, it means a lot to the production company. Yeah. You might not get funding, funding again next, next movie one. and everything. Well, but... and the soundtrack made millions of dollars yeah. because it was an outcast album and there were no more outcast albums at that time, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, it's a really good story. Um, there's a lot of like tense uh, car chases and like drama that goes on. Basically, Terrence Howard kills Ving Rhames, and then Terrence Howard says like This is my club now." Oh, and, interesting. Yeah, you know, tell us and, about a couple of your favorite scenes from it. Uh, well, um, so a couple of my favorite scenes are actually they perform. It's like a musical. Okay. Um, so. so they perform songs from the soundtrack in the movie, yeah. and so there's like big. You know, it's like a music video in the middle of the movie. Um, but there's like a really touching scene um, near the end where Big Boy is kind of on the run because he has to complete this job or some people are going to die, you know, and he's coming down this road and he comes along this uh, this car and it's just sitting there and he pulls up and this old lady is sitting in the car and he asked her if she's okay and she said, God told me to drive here and I drove and he told me to stop here and wait and that's what I did so I'm just here waiting, you know. And Big Boy, who's like, you know, he's, he's doing very well financially from mm-hmm. the bootlegging and everything, like pulls out this ton of money and like gives it to this woman, you know what I mean? And the, there's a, an ongoing saying throughout the, the movie, and it's, God don't make no mistakes. And then the other one says, you ain't said nothing slick to a can of oil, yeah. you know? <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, this spiritual thing. No, I love that. I, I, you know, I love it. And uh, so he gives her this money, and it's almost like, you know, this is a shift in his character as, like, he's becoming from this gangster 
performer, you know, prohibitionist yeah. to I'm becoming a good person a now. And, you know, and so it's just this paradigm shift in his character. Yeah. I really like that. What else has uh, Big Boy been in that I would know? Because uh, I would recognize Andre 3000 if I, met, if I saw him on the street in a second. Yeah, I, right. He's very recognizable. But Big Boy, I, don't, I could be talking to him and not realize it. He him. did a, a comedy called Who's Your Caddy? Um, it was a golf caddy? comedy. Um, he did. <laughs> Big Boy did this. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's um, Basically, just a real quick rundown. Big Boy and his family and friends move onto this golf course, and everybody's like, "Oh, there goes the neighborhood." <laughs> so at one point, they're just like, "Fuck it, they want to see it. We'll give it to them," and they just go nuts. You know what I mean? So it's like hip hop Caddyshack. You know? Oh, that's funny. Um, he was in ATL. Um, I have heard ATL. Ti was in that yeah. as well. Um, Andre might have been in that one, um, but you know, big boy. He was just in. Uh, he doesn't do as much as Andre three thousand. No, movie wise. Um, yeah, yeah. I, he was just in the re-release of uh, was it Dolomite? Did they just was it that one that they just re-released? Dolomite. I've never even heard of that. No, it wasn't that one. Um, one of those popular seventies, you know, black movies. Interesting. Um, I'm trying to think what was just. Re-released. Oh my god, I, I know the name of it too. It'll pop up right in the middle of something you guys are saying. But yeah, Idlewild Man, great, <laughs> great movie. Great Great, great soundtrack. Definitely, I'll check it out. Dave, what you got? This one, I've seen so. I've seen this movie probably fifteen times. Oh my I'll god! Still, you pick one of my shits, I'll, aren't you? I'll still, <laughs> I'll still need help explaining it. Not because I don't remember <laughs> it, just because it's difficult to explain this movie. Waking Life. Ah, I love Waking Life, man. Never seen it. I could totally help you with Waking Life. Basically, this was an intense you follow a, a protagonist, Richard Linkletter, in, in his did, dream. Uh, Days confused. <clears throat> okay. So he goes to sleep in his dreams, and he has a very vivid dream. And I should start out by saying, so they filmed the actors doing this movie, and then they drew over the, over. The, I remember you talking about this. Cell. Yeah, there's I been mean, a couple of movies that they've done that really well. I think we were talking about it when we were talking about that old Lord of the Rings movie. But they also did it really well with a Scanner Darkly. Yeah, really well done. Yeah, that but was this neat. was like the first time that people, I think, it really they decided to do the whole movie that way. You should tell us a little the cast in this was Ethan really great Hawk, too. Ethan um, Hawke, Keanu Reeves, Winona Ryder, uh, Julie Delphi, uh, some Robert of the Downey pro- Jr. Some of the professors I don't remember. There Robert, was a lot of like professors. Robert that, Downey Jr., Woody Harrelson, Woody and the Harrelson. main kid was uh, Willie Wiggins, who is yeah. the main kid from Days of Confused, that freshman kid that falls them right, all around. Yeah, yeah. He's the main kid. Uh-huh. So basically, you're in his dream, and he goes. From scene to scene, and the whole movie is literally just a philosophy. Level. It's like philosophy 101. If you wanted really? to learn yeah. philosophy, what people think, they go into existentialism, yep. they go into dreams and waking life, they go into to death. Like, when mm. you die, does your conscience, do your dreams take over? And that's when, you know, you, right. you're infinite because your brain, in, in the last 15 seconds, yeah. makes it seem, you know how your dreams seem like... Ten hours long, right. and then you wake up. And yeah, that like was an the great scene long. that was yeah. with Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy yeah. when they were talking about what if that uh, when they were comparing it to your dreams, like you said, that uh, you have a dream that seems like it goes on for days, but it literally is only sixty seconds. Huh. Maybe, maybe that time between maybe death. The, yeah, the right. two hours it, it takes your brain to die. Well, maybe or, that's lifetime. Yeah. yeah, or maybe that's what we're experiencing right this, this Ooh, moment. Right. My head's that's a matrix. My head's gonna blow up. <laughs> <laughs> my head blows up. Don't be concerned. Just continue juice, without me. Am I in the juice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the system. <laughs> and it, they get into some really, really they get, I think you do get that. They get, into, they get into some really, really deep subjects. One lady talks about, she's like, when I say love and the words travel through the air and you go into your brain and your brain makes 
up your own determination of what you think love right. is. Yet yeah. we all seem to think. But what they're showing when they say that, that we all have. In, in the movie, when when yeah, she's talking had, like, about the that, words in the, the words love come out of her mouth. Very and, like, cool. Dissipate. A lot of yeah. A lot of trippy. It's a very trippy movie. Very. No, that trippy. sounds like, like if you were in the acid and you watched this movie, I would imagine that it would be an enjoyable yeah. experience, One of the or it would just blow like, your head. He's like. They got it's got like a Mr. Katz kind of feel Definitely. to it at times, yeah, too. Dr. Katz. It's Dr. Katz, yeah, yeah, Mr. Katz. Yeah. I just stripped yeah. him of his feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's very it's very trippy. It's it's if you're you can tell probably three minutes into the movie if this is your thing yeah. or if it's not your thing. Because a lot of people I have a feeling they would put this Based on. You almost like, have to watch it three times. Oh because yeah. Because oh, you yeah. won't understand all the concepts. Yeah. It might if make you, just you watch feel them stupid in real time. for the first yeah, couple right. times you've yeah. well, it you know, a lot of people don't know uh, yeah, existentialism. Yeah, if you're not exposed to this type of stuff, then uh, it will be difficult. Yeah, honestly, like... Actually, I don't think Woody Harrelson... I'm thinking Scanner Darkly when I yeah, said yeah. Woody Harrelson and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, uh, were in this. There was a lot of people that I couldn't tell who they were. Like, I thought Paul um, Giamatti was in it. Oh, he wasn't? I, I don't know. I'd have to he, look he, at who, the cast. This, one of them he runs into... Is it the real angry one with the bullhorn that's like yeah yeah, yeah. doing and that. I know Richard Linkletter is in it. He's the one of the uh, the director was actually one of the ones who was talking to Wiley Wiggins when he was doing his thing. So I, I think I just gave the cast for Scanner Darkly and not Waking Life. <laughs> <laughs> Wiley Wiggins is definitely wild card bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wiley just wanted to sneak Scanner Darkly <laughs> in there. But Wiley Wiggins and uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy are definitely three of the main characters in this movie, along with Richard Linkletter, who's mm-hmm. this was you, you didn't the expect this wrote, to, uh, one writer, yeah, so you didn't expect this to come out of uh, Rigid Linkletter because what we had known before this was, like I said, Days Get Views. He did the remake of uh, uh, Bad News Bears. That was uh, good. And everything. It was it was decent. It it they kind of stripped it of all the uh, the the shit that was uncomfortable, which I did not like. I liked when the kids <laughs> drank beer. I like when the dad slapped the shit out of the. Well, kid. that was the original. Oh, they the original, didn't do, yeah, they, they didn't, didn't do that, that in, stuff. The, uh, in the uh, Billy Bob version. It was fun, but it wasn't as Kinnear great as awesome. the other one. Oh, Greg Kinnear was great. He was so yeah. good. He's good in just about But the opposing uh, guy in the original was Vic, uh, yeah, Vic. the uh, guy who lost his head in yeah. uh, Twilight Zone. What's the movie with uh, Jack Nicholson and Greg Kinnear? Oh, as good oh, as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good movie. It was fun. Yeah, was it was good. a good one. He got a lot of notice for him yeah. in the Hell and Hunt. So yeah, Waking Life. That's a good one, man. That's one of the ones that was very popular when it came out. You know, for a minute. For a minute. <laughs> and it, and it, this was a still around the time where there were video stores and people were going to all the video stores. And I had it, and I, it was one of the ones you wanted to show somebody uh, that could really appreciate that type of thing that you you were willing to show it to them out of your collection. Remember here again. Here again. The v- movie and music store on University. Oh, here, oh, here again. again CDs. Here again CDs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to go there. We used oh, to go yeah, there and get still movies there. a lot. Well, not there, but it's it's down by yeah, next yeah, Dragonfly now, and yeah. I haven't been there. No That'll while, be twenty five dollars for your advertising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that well, was I remember. Great. I remember going. Though. I got most of my movies from there. I got friends with the guys, and I rem- some really. And I remember movies. like calling you sometimes and be like, "All right, I got this movie in my hand." Yeah, and he's like, "Put it." Back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That movie sucked. Yeah. That was the first time I saw The Wire. It was there on... Uh, yeah. I had seen it repeatedly and I had God. never heard of it, but I saw the first season there and I was into like just buying seasons I had never heard of. And uh, we bought The Wire and we were like, We wow. do need to have a pod that, that focuses on a season of... TV? What? TV. Wait, that... Well, it'll be called alternate reality <laughs> episode. <laughs> the, the mirror, mirror episode. Yeah, because... Oh, Wait. God, there's so many good ones. Yeah, there See, are I'm, I'm good just ones. pure family guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they make a movie, we'll do it. I, it almost made the list. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go on to mine. Do it up. 1990. <coughs> Miami Blues. Ooh. Miami Blues is a fantastic film that I discovered really early on. I had the VHS of this, and Dave's seen it. He might not have seen it in a long time. I haven't seen uh, it in a long time, but, but I But it's a it. phenomenal Never. movie, and it starred super young Alec Baldwin. <laughs> super, super thin. Super thin, <laughs> super young, like light-haired, feathered, kind of uh, almost crew-cutty hair. He was leading man. Uh, yep, but this was uh, super early on. It also has Jennifer Jason Lee and the great uh, Fred Ward, who uh, really was amazing in this movie. Uh and this was a very simple movie. It right from the get go, you got the idea that uh, uh, Alec Baldwin was kind of a scumbag. It, it started with him. He, on, is. he started with him on the airplane. <laughs> he was just a low level criminal who had nothing. And at the beginning of the movie, and they showed him acquiring things. Everything he acquired was very done, really shady. Uh-huh. He's on the air, uh, airplane, and you could tell that he stole someone's wallet because he's going through their uh, ID and he's switching their picture with his own. And then when he gets to the airport, he literally walks up to this little kid, shows him a toy, and why the kid goes off to play with the toy. He steals the kid, and the kids like guarding his dad's luggage, so he's steals his dad's luggage oh shit and uh then this is the one thing that happened to him that kind of he should have avoided and he would have uh caused him a lot less problems is when he's going down the elevator uh, one of the christians come up to him when this was when they used to hang out at the airport right, back in yeah. the day and uh, do you do you know god or something like that and he said and uh uh, what's your name is what he said and then Alec Baldwin grabbed the Krishna's two fingers and twisted him back and he said my name's Trouble and then, oh shit uh, the Krishna went into shock and died <gasps> right there no on, on way the floor. and uh, they go away from that for a little bit and Alec Baldwin goes to the, uh, the he he gets on one of the uh, the tram cars and he goes to the hotel he immediately tries to steal a car in the parking lot yeah and uh, the alarm goes off so he ditches it and he goes into his hotel room but he's using money he had stolen from the wall and he's going through his uh, uh, the luggage, and he orders a, a prostitute, and uh-huh. the prostitute comes up, and it's Jennifer Jason Lee, and he's uh, he's showing her all the stuff from the uh, um, from the uh, luggage that he stole, and he's. Uh, she's like, do you like this dress? What size are you? He's like, oh, do you want me to wear it? And she says, no, I want you to buy it. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, she's like, ah, maybe it'll be worth a blowjob. Uh, he's he's instead of fifty bucks, he's like, man, is that what a blowjob's worth these days? <laughs> and then he just starts this relationship with her. But uh-huh. while that is going on, Fred Ward, who's uh, who's um, like a homicide detective, detective, detective yeah. and uh, gets called in for uh, the Krista death. Yeah, and he was like, is this really a homicide? And uh, Charles Napier is his uh, other, uh, the other cop in there, who is the bad guy from. Uh, well, he was he ended up being the bad guy from uh, uh, Rambo Two. Remember, I'm going to come back and get you. Oh I, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That was back at the base. Yeah. No, uh, no. So he's he's like, this doesn't sound. This sounds like he's just a uh, uh, simple assault. And he's like, if I guess he, it is a simple assault unless he knew that the uh, Krishna had a uh, propensity for str- uh, for dying if you uh, twisted his fingers back. Yeah, that's crazy. So he ends up he ends up following the case along too, and he ends up uh, he ends up tracing it back because the guy's wearing a suede suit that everyone uh, saw him wearing, and that gets on the tram car, and he ends up locating him. And at some point, he ends up showing up at Jennifer Jason Lee's house, and it's very like low key where he ends up talking himself into the apartment. And Jennifer Jason Lee's like, "Do you want to stay for dinner?" And Alec Baldwin's like, "What the hell are you doing?" Huh. And uh, he ends up eating pork chops with him, and he's a very weird character. Remember, he's got like yeah. false teeth, and he takes him out all the time, uh, and everything. And uh, 
he immediately can tell that ball was not right by the way he's eating his food. He's like guarding his food. He's mm-hmm. like, so how long you been in? Uh, how long you been out of prison? Yeah. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He says yeah. the way you're guarding food sounds yeah. like you've been in prison. He's like, well, I, I grew up in like foster homes and everything. He's like, yeah. yeah, sure you have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, so Alec Baldwin gets the balls to uh, there's another scene where he's he's at Jennifer Jason Lee's apartment and she's in the uh, the bathtub and while she's in the bathtub just goes next door to an apartment next door and uh, breaks into the apartment and steals a gun a whole sheet of like coins and and like stakes <laughs> and comes back to his apartment uh, and just acts like it's nothing he just will cannot help himself from stealing stuff right but after he gets the visit from fred ward he decides to uh pay fred ward a visit when fred ward's drunk as shit and he opens the door and he doesn't get a good look at uh <coughs> alec baldwin alec baldwin hits him over the head steals his gun and his badge oh shit so then he starts pretending he's a cop oh, fuck. and he's going around miami and he's literally he's looking for crime yeah but he's also looking for like shake down that guy. well he's shaking down people. yeah exactly like he sees a drug deal going on and he handcuffs both of them and everything and uh he's like giving he, your money yeah and he's the like drugs. giving the money and the drugs yeah. and he's like and he's like i'm gonna let you guys go good luck to you and yeah. then he takes <laughs> off. there's another case where a woman screw someone steals her purse and he's like <laughs> He's like, you stole my purse. Get him, get him. Uh-huh. And then he uh, grabs, knocks the guy over, hits him over the head, grabs the purse, and the, the woman's casually walking up to him. He says, thank you so much, officer. And he pushes her out of the way. He says, yeah, whatever. And just takes off running. Oh, shit. <laughs> and steals her up. purse. But there's some really kind of creepy, difficult scenes at the end. He, he really starts going overboard. And Jennifer Jason Lee starts getting the idea that she's really sweet and... Uh, and uh, gullible and everything, but yeah. she's getting the idea that this guy's not who he says he is and right. everything. And it's just amazing. One of my favorite scenes. Oh, is he I know goes, what scene it is. yeah, he goes to the uh, pawn shop to get rid of the coins he stole from the guy's house, uh-huh. and uh, he uh, he goes in and. Uh, the, the, he has to get rung in by the bell, and the woman's like, yeah, we take precautions now. He says, uh, I've been robbed like four times in the last uh, like year. Oh, and wow. that's his intent, too, is to rob the place. Right. But he says, uh, he says, I don't get robbed anymore. And he's like, yeah, why is that? And he's like, well, because I got Pedro now. And she screams, Pedro! Yeah. And uh, this big guy comes out with a shotgun. Yeah. And uh, he, she's like, relax, this guy's with the police and everything. He's looking for someone who might have uh, sold some stuff here. Oh, so shit. So Pedro turns his back, and Alec Baldwin shoots Pedro in the back. And when he's not looking, she takes out a huge machete and cuts off all Alec Baldwin's fingers. Oh, and it's fuck. really it's really gross and fucked up to the point where he he wraps he shoots her, he wraps his hand he grabs up his and fingers. scoops his fingers <laughs> into his pocket. Oh my god. <laughs> and then there's another great scene where he's he breaks up a robbery at the uh at the like 7-Eleven and uh uh the guy busts into the uh, the Seven Eleven with his truck and cuts him up, and she has to like sew his head up early, so he gets <laughs> one bad thing happens after another and everything. Yeah. So he ends up crime that's called pay. karma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he ends up coming out uh, with his, out his fingers, and Jennifer Jason Lee's in the car, not realizing what's going on. She oh, realizes he just did fuck. something fucked up and locks the uh, car and says, "You promised," and just oh. takes off and leaves him in the street. And Fred Ward's in the street with a gun, and they have this gunfight in the oh, street, shit. and falls him back to the house, and it's just it's this really intense grief. Gritty, gritty kind of. Uh, I'm surprised it's not more popular. Movie, than yeah, no, I, I would, it sounds really it, good. It's really good, and it's one of those ones that a lot of people haven't seen. Uh, and I recently got it on DVD, and I was thrilled because it was one of those ones that I have only seen for the longest time on VHS or played on HBO. So if you can mm. find Miami Blues, check it out. It's it's really uh, fantastic and gritty. Hell yeah! All right, man. I'm eager. What you got? Nobody's uh-huh. got any points yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm I'm actually pulling up one of my alternates. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I, I because had which? Because you had because it's because it's fucking wild card. <laughs> <which> is... 
<laughs> so let's see if I can get up my. <laughs> There's a bunch of people should, in Holland I, right before now. Before I leave, I need to write all these down. <laughs> yeah, before I leave, I got to write all these down so I can come up with that because I couldn't come up with the the pitcher compilation which we always do on uh, Facebook because I didn't know. Oh yeah, that. good call. Um, so we're going Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I'm excited. Ben Stiller, Tom Cruise. Oh, man. oh Jack Black. I, Oh shit! You Nick know what it is. I know what it is now. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Absolutely. Just because it's a theme song yeah. doesn't mean Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Big fat titties. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just I, quote the whole movie. Yeah, exactly. First, right? I'm the dude playing the other dude, dude. that's playing the other dude. <laughs> <laughs> this never go full retard, man. Sean Pendant wrecked his career. And they have Jack Black like tied yeah. up. Yeah. Come on, I'll literally suck your balls yeah. if you let me down. Mom, let's get it. Let's get it up. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so tell us a little bit. Tropic Thunder, man. All right. Such a great movie. Oh, my God. That's so the first good. time I ever saw Danny McBride. And when I was in the theater watching it, yeah. and he came on screen, everyone cheered. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. I don't know who they're cheering. Yeah. What but were they cheering him from? Uh, it must have been Eastbound and Down. down it must have been Eastbound and Down. Because <laughs> I had it had already been the first season, or maybe even the second season had already been out. <laughs> yeah. And so I immediately immersed myself into Danny McBride, and he's one of my favorite people. Now. I'm fucking in, and you're fucking out. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, you haven't seen the the Foot Fist Way, which I knew you still have to see, and then you'd love it. That's one of Danny McBride's first movies. I man. think I've seen parts uh, of it like before. The karate the movie. Karate where he was movie. the sensei, sensei, and it was I've really seen good. parts of it. Yeah, I loved him. I loved uh, Land of the Lost with him in it. Yeah, I didn't with him and Will one. Ferrell. Yeah, oh my god, good. you would love that movie. Oh man. wow, so great. I think the silly. I think but. Tropic Thunder made people think differently about Tom Cruise too. He was really good. Oh, at that, but he's really his... good when he plays that type of uh, self-deprecating. Yeah, <laughs> I will never see him do that. And I will. Fuck you! <laughs> who's a who's a grip? Skull fuck who, you. Who is a grip? Yeah. Yeah. I want you to punch that man yeah. in the face. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> says, my boy gets TiVo. That's yeah. like McConaughey. Yeah, 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 exactly, dude. He and Bill Hader. Bill end. Hader was in it too. Yes, yeah. dude. Oh my god. <laughs> Slap it up. Flip it. Oh, flip dude. It down. Yeah. <laughs> Just a total side note. Have you ever seen the Saturday Night Live episode with Bill Hader where he does the puppet? From oh Vietnam. yeah, from Vietnam. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah puppet yeah, workshop. Yeah, yeah. Make, make, your, make your puppet. <laughs> Everything's like smoking a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, and I was in the bush. Yeah. And, then, and then when I had it, you don't want to see the things that I see. <laughs> I'm so excited for him for the new it. I mean, oh yeah, uh, dude. So excited. Um, so yeah, Tropic Thunder. You've got you know a movie within a movie, <laughs> and. Robert Downey Jr., uh, Ben who's, Stiller. Who's so dedicated. Oh, my God. That, that he goes through a procedure to darken his skin so he can play the black actor. <laughs> that trailer yeah. they had with him and uh, Tobey Maguire. Oh, the my devil's God. something. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Um, and there, the, the fourth guy who's actually on Saturday Night Live, I think, now, um, or may have been at one time. <laughs> oh, uh, I, you know what? Brandon, I got a great story about this movie. Oh, do it. I sat in the movie theater, and maybe you came with me. I did see it in the theater, but that those commercials come up before anything yeah, yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they played the booty sweat, booty sweat, and there was a bunch of black people in there, and they're like, "What the fuck is this <laughs> shit?" <laughs> like they were getting ready, to, like, they were, they were so fucking pissed. Yeah, I would be too. I didn't realize they were fake trailers either. No, me neither. Yeah, but you realize shortly on. Yeah, once yeah. the the fart no- Fortnords came on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff Flay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Flay, Jeff Flay. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that guy's character's name was Alpa Chino. Alpa Chino. Yeah. <laughs> Booty sweat. Yeah, and he was, and, and then you find out like halfway through the movie that he was like secretly in the yeah. closet because uh, they were talking about Lance Bass. Bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. I, so funny. So yeah, this movie is about the four, most quotable movie. Oh yeah, dude. Like he can't cry. 
He can't cry. We got to do another take because he can't cry. <laughs> you want me to betray my friend, my best friend, yeah. 15 years yeah. for a, a bunch of money and yeah. a G5 airplane? Yeah. <laughs> and then you see him and his yeah. son ride in the airplane. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, there, there's really not much of an explanation needed. It's just a hilarious movie. And it's all about miscommunication. Yeah. Um, you know, they, it is, and when they get there, Nick Nolte. You should mention Nick Nolte. Oh yeah, oh. is kind of the, uh, the technical advisor, basically. What was his name? I can't remember. I gotta look. <gasps> well, oh. oh, Steve Coogan too. We should mention Steve, Steve Coogan, Coogan because he's the, the he's the director. Gets blown up. Yeah, and they're kind of because they all think they're going to uh, do a gorilla style, do a gorilla style movie, like yeah. movie in the jungle in like Cambodia. You gotta get them to the shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting what I want from these actors. Yeah. And then early <laughs> on, Steve Coogan gets blown the fuck up, yeah. and you think it's all part of the... Ben Stiller's like holding his head and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. pouring blood out. Yeah. You know, he's like, this is really real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of those three. Two books got script yeah, deals. Of those, and two. of those two, one got. <laughs> <laughs> this was the movie of the making of that movie. <laughs> two. It was like, ah, oh, what would the fuck? His, was name, his name was Forley. Forley. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, miscommunication. It really is the kind of the yeah. meat of this movie. Yeah. where they're all idiots. You know, they don't know what's going on, and the head idiot is Ben Stiller. Right. Who just and, still has no idea. And Jack Black. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My head movies are going to make me oh, cry. Oh, what was the name Jack, of that? Simple Jack. Simple Jack. Simple Jack. Yeah. They loved Simple yeah. Jack in that yeah. You Simple Jack. Yeah. You Simple Jack. Yeah. You should have been nominated for Oscar. Yeah. Oh, it was nominated? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. So yeah. many great people, man. Johnny Mendoza, this was his favorite movie really? of all time. So no, good, he loved uh, Raising Arizona was his he favorite did, movie. He but, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every time I, I'd go over and it'd just be on a different scene. Like yeah. I'd go over ten times and nine times it would be right. this and the other time was like It was huge movie. when it came out. Oh yeah, no, people, I own it. I own it. it was before people were like very easily offended too. Yeah. You could not do that Robert Downey. Oh no, hell no. Like you it, would get shit big time for it. But it, they were they were poking fun at whitewashing characters. Right, really exactly. is what yeah, was yeah, going on. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought it was amazing how every scene was funny. Like you said, every scene was quotable. Yeah. If you were into war movies, you were interested in it. But if you were into like balls out comedy, and I usually, a lot of times, and I, as much as I love comedies, I don't go see a lot of them in the theater. But this was one, the second you saw the trailer, you were like, oh, God, we got to go see yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. You too. I mean, you don't see many comedies in the theater. This might have been the last comedy you saw in the theater. Yeah. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> I killed my one favorite thing in the whole world. Um, Amanda. That's probably not even her real name. <laughs> no, a panda. <laughs> he thought he killed a hooker. Yeah. What's it's, your favorite scene in this? Oh, man. I mean, we might have named it here. Yeah, I know, right? So we just named about 50 scenes. There's yeah, yeah. so many of them. Um, I mean, honestly, when they're making him do the simple Jack. You know, on stage, <laughs> yeah, and they've yeah, got yeah. him all painted up and everything like that. Um, or or Jack Black with his his gummy bears. Wasn't that what it was? Yeah, or, or it was heroin. It was, yeah, no, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be. Uh, what was the stuff was that gummy was in, char- in straws back? Pixie in the- dust. Oh, pixie sticks. Pixie sticks. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. You know. Um, and he starts going through withdrawal, oh, and yeah. then they take him Pretty hostage. Jaws moving like crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they take him hostage, and he realizes that it's a fucking you know opium facility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave me here. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so good. And then, yeah, the Tom Cruise stuff that they kept coming back to oh, over yeah. and over again. His, and he's dealt with so many producers over his life that he could just kind of put oh, them all yeah, together yeah. as one. And his dancing at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I couldn't have done without you. You really mean that? No, a trained monkey could have done that. <laughs> he's called, who's the first assistant? Punch him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, was this was such... around when we were doing movies yeah. too. Well, you can grow a conscience the next five minutes and see what that gets. <laughs> 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 oh, so good! Oh, yeah. Such a good movie. Dude. Awesome, so that many. Good I'm, glad, I'm glad you did because I don't think we talked about that one. Nope. No, we, we mentioned it and we kept saying <laughs> like, we, we got to talk about it. it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that opening scene must have cost a lot of money. To oh do. Yeah, yeah, when they when that, they blew right all up till when they. He said, cut. Yeah. And he's like spinning around the airplane. Yeah. Like, you can't cry. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I got to go home and watch this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave. What do you got? What do I got? Okay. Fido. Oh, oh Fido. now see, I've never seen this, but I Fido's know the box. We've, I, I, we have mentioned a couple times this movie, but we never really got into it. This yeah. is a fantastic Billy movie. Billy Conley. So this was a random movie that we we didn't know until Jamie Miller brought yeah. it to our attention. Yeah. He got it in like the five dollar bin at Walmart. I think he let us borrow it. Yeah, he let you yeah. borrow it, and then you let me borrow it, and I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> this? I, I specifically remember the VHS box yeah. from Blockbuster. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that's the last time yeah. I saw that movie. Uh, you know who's really good in this? You can name all the actors, but the uh, the guy from uh, the first Mission Impossible. That was against Tom Cruise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. he was the guy who was training his sending his uh, yep Zomcom. Yeah, he was. The head of <laughs> so, yeah, tell tell us. We've so got, it's like it's well, tell us a couple of the actors. The you got the guy from uh, that really great actor, Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. Um, Billy Conley plays uh, the Trinity zombie. from Matrix. Trinity from Matrix plays the mom. and a uh, guy from Happiness who's really good in a lot of different movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he's That's the main dad. I hate the, I, I go to happiness too, but that's such a terrible movie. It is, but he he's really good in this. I think of him as Robert McNamara also in Robert McNamara. Days. That's okay. Yeah. I needed a different movie. To <laughs> so shape this more fast. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. Um, so it's like a fifties utopia, but it's after the a zombie war, a zombie uh-huh. apocalypse, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and they found a way. The guy that learnt, taught everybody to kill the zombies found a way to make a collar that you uh, put around the zombies and you can control them. The domesticated and, Yeah, so what collar. they did is they made right. them all the domestic servants. They did the lawn. They bagged the groceries. They, they do all papers. the menial stuff. Some of them, <laughs> yeah, they delivered newspapers. They're saying a zombie Bastards. can do your job. Uh, <laughs> all the jobs you don't want to do. But not a zombie yeah. leper pirate because his uh, arm no. would fall off and yeah. throw the paper. Uh, they, they had them bring the carts from outside. Yeah. They were like cart collectors, cart collectors at Walmart. But oh some God. had them as personal servants. Yeah, they, too. The they, more affluent had like a bunch of them, right? And I, the mom was really mad because she didn't have one yet, yeah. and all the neighbors were Trinity. Talking. Uh, yeah, uh, what's her name? She's something like, Moss, uh, like Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie yeah. Ann Moss, and, and her like, husband was the guy. What's his name? Uh, we got to look it up. Uh, the guy uh, from Happiness. He, he's really good in this. <laughs> you he's, just told me what movie to get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from Thirteen, uh, Thirteen Days. days. <laughs> uh, we'll have to look him up. But Billy Conley, who's, who's super famous from Head of the Class. No, from, from the, uh, those shooting movies. Uh, yeah, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. But yeah, I know him. Before that, he was. I know him as a stand-up. Com- yeah, he was great. Comedy. This very Scottish, very dirty man. I remember very seeing dirty. him back in the day, and every other word was "fuck" out of his mouth. I was like, was wow. Dylan Baker. Dylan Baker. Yeah. Dylan really, really great. He was, he was great. so funny in this He movie. was great in uh, Delirious, too, when John Candy would keep writing awful things to oh, happen yeah. to him. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I forgot he was the guy yeah. in Delirious. Yeah, <laughs> He's been around for a while. But yeah, go ahead. He, he so, It was basically him and Carrie Ann Moss and their yeah, kid. You're kind of telling it from their and point so of view. And so they got him... He got him a zombie. Actually, I must first say that that guy, the father, is scared of zombies. Yeah. Because he had to shoot his father. 
Oh, yeah. He yeah. had to kill his family members. Had to kill family members. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's great that other that guy from from Mission Impossible. Yeah. He yeah. was like, I I would put a bullet in her head in a second. Uh-huh. Like, he always tells me that. Yeah. <laughs> Forever, uh, <laughs> Dylan Baker is also obsessed with funerals. Yeah. So on the yep. weekends, he, he wants a head. Ca- he wants a head coffin. Yeah. If you're a, uh, if you're rich, you get a head coffin, so you don't come back as a zombie. Oh wow. So yeah, it's literally just a small it's a coffin, coffin for your for head. head that goes in. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so they get Billy Conley's zombie, and not Dylan Thomas doesn't know, or Dylan Baker doesn't know about it. Like yeah, Harry and Moss goes out her Yeah, on, she on just her goes up and gets. One. That's right. Because all their friends have one. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got to keep up. It's like the an iPad. Yeah. yeah, I love that they do the '50s style. That's what really it was makes this. really cool. And when they show the kids at school, the guy from Mission Impossible is talking to the kids about. Does anyone know uh, about uh, the zombie apocalypse? And he's explaining it. But then they also cut Let to t- them during target practice. Outside. Oh, I want to tell my favorite story oh, before you tell it. <laughs> You're heading in that direction. So my favorite scene is when he's dropping his son off to his first day of whatever school year he's in uh-huh. and and his son was just turning 13 this is the mission impossible guy or the other no guy? the other guy yeah. he's like he gives him like a father son talk in the car right and he's like oh, i remember when i was 13 and he gives him a present and it's a it's a 38 yeah. special <laughs> i remember when i got my first 38 <laughs> and he like and these kids getting ready to leave and he's like oh hey don't forget your bullets oh, like my the kids God. going into a school i don't know if they can show oh, that oh yeah no that's but not they a... did they had uh, rifle training at the school for these yeah. And it was funny because they really little kids, man. Right. Yeah, they're like nine-year-olds <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> with assault weapons but and it's, stuff. This is also, this is a balls-out comedy, but it oh, also yeah. has some great zombie-type stuff in it, too. So it is great. there a point where the domestication collar Well, here's what happens okay. is, so the boy treats, he names him Fido and kind of treats him like his dog. Yeah, uh-huh. takes like, him places. Yeah, come on, pal, let's like go, Like in buddy. a good way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. And, the, and, and it almost Billy mirrors, Conley only grunts in the whole yeah. movie. He never yeah. speaks. He never has a line. And it's almost... Mirror's a little lassie in there. Yeah. Like, in t- in yeah, the at hole. a point where the kid is like, what happened to him? Can you find him? Where'd he go? Like, did he fall down the well? But he's, yeah. but he's playing catch, which means he's just throwing a ball against his zombie. Right. And yeah. the head. And, and so he throws it, and I think it goes in the bushes and rolls to like into a park, and there's an old lady like sitting on the bench. Uh-huh. And... So he reaches under to get the ball, I guess, on the bench. So she stands up and takes, you know, those little walkers? Yeah. She smashes them in the neck a bunch of times and breaks the collar. Yeah. Oh, damn. Deactivate the collar. Oh, damn. So the boy comes into the bushes as as Fido's, like, eating the old lady. Oh, damn. And then he has to try to hide it. But he's also is able to contain himself around the family members. So he's not attacking the boy. He's not attacking Carrie Ann Moss. Uh But Tim Blake Nelson's character, which is really... He's he got a zombie, but it's kind of like his sex slave. Oh, she is so funny. I totally oh, forgot God. about that scene. He dresses her up from like the head Tammy. down. She's super hot. And from the head up, she's completely zombified. Oh. And the, the, oh. all the neighbors all know, the neighbors know, know what he has. Yeah, right. Tim Blake Nelson used to work at Zombicon. Yeah. Zombicon. So he, he, the kid takes Fido over there to help him fix his Yeah, and there's collar. a great scene where he's fixing the collar for him and uh-huh. everything. And he's also... Uh, uh, you see him at night, how he locks his zombie up, kind of oh, with yeah, chains, yeah, yeah. but he's kind of doing like the sexy time with her and everything. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, like they were like, it, that's I remember up. when the kids talking. It was to, fucked up. Like, when the kids talking to Carrie Ann Moss, and he's like, "Well, he's got a zombie." He's like, "Yeah, he's not using the zombie the way we're using." It. <laughs> <laughs> so what ends up happening is they find the old lady. Yeah, they they're trying to they catch Fido. To Fido. They tried to 
they pinned it on. I mean, he was responsible. Right. So they come and take him back to Zomcon, uh-huh. and you think that he's been. They were just going to eliminate him back at the factory. Yeah. And come to find out, they just make him work in the factory. Yeah. Oh, really? So they Tim Blake Nelson and the little kid go there to try to bust Fido out. You know? Oh, nice. And. There's not ruin in the end, but no, that's yeah. that's a great pick, man. It's really a fantastic movie that I. If you're a zombie movie, you I've, have to. Have I've this. always been curious about yeah, that yeah, movie. Oh, I so found good. very little people who have seen Fido. What year? Do you not happen to know it's what year? Got to be like 2007, 2008, 2006, maybe 2006. Okay, yeah, so pretty close there. So yeah, Fido. All right, my number four. This is 1997's. I mentioned it like really briefly once, and we never really got into it. Is 1997's Gridlocked. I love Gridlocked. Tupac Shakur. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you heard him, haven't you? Yeah, Tupac? wait, who? <laughs> <laughs> Tupac Shakur, Tim Roth, and Thandi Newton, who is super famous right now for Westworld. She was, she's also the British uh, woman who's the art dealer in Rock and Rolla. The, the black uh, yes, chick. yeah, amazing. My wife is obsessed with her. I think she's one of the most gorgeous women in the uh, in uh, acting right now. She's she's amazing in Westworld. Really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. She's come a long way. And so this movie is a very simple movie, and it's actually directed by one of the actors in it too. Who uh, the easiest way of me explaining who this actor is. Uh, uh, if you've seen Falling Down, remember the guy who was picketing saying, I'm not economically viable? Yeah. He's flipping out. Yeah. That's the director of the movie. But he's also in this with the guy, you know, uh, from Henry Portrait of Serial Killer, you uh-huh. know his friend, uh-uh. Tim Towels. He's also from House of a Thousand Corpses. He was the cop that uh, gets shot in the head by Karen Black. He shows up with Walton Goggins uh, okay. at the house and he gets he's shot. Not in the head. From, from, uh, he's not the guy from. God, what was the TV show? Henry's the best thing to explain. Was he Laszlo in Real Genius? No, I don't know. Okay. I can't remember Real Genius as much. I know Val certain Kilmer scenes, but Genius. Val Kilmer, yeah. yeah. I remember Val Kilmer. I remember yeah. Popcorn. But yeah. that's all <laughs> well, anyway, so this is a very simple movie. It's a very uh, great social movie about these uh, two. Uh, so what it's happening is you got Thandi Newton, Tupac Shakur, and Tim Roth, and they are all in like a blues band, but they all get addicted to uh, to meth. And to oh, I think fuck. heroin. They all get addicted Jesus. to heroin. Not meth, heroin. I was gonna say, what blues player is doing They get diehard into heroin, and it's already happened. That I can believe. Yeah. It's already happened when the movie starts. So we see flashbacks of when their life was normal briefly throughout the whole thing. But basically, they are they are fucked up through this whole movie. And at the very beginning, when the movie starts, Danny Newton ODs. And they end up dropping her off at the hospital. Uh-huh. And at that point, they were like, we got to quit. We got to quit. And the whole movie is that's them trying to cut through the red tape to get into rehab so they can quit. Yeah. They really oh, want to. I have seen this. And they're, uh, they're being chased down by cops at certain times. And they're getting uh, chased down by, uh, by the mobsters at certain times. Mm-hmm. They go and visit their drug dealer at the very beginning right before they decide to, uh, to quit. And their drug dealer is... Uh, uh, Bokeem Woodbine, who's yeah. from uh, uh, Fargo, the black guy from season oh, yeah, two okay. of Fargo, who's yeah, really, really he's, great. He's, really he's, good, yeah. he's also in The Rock. Yeah. Uh, really amazing. He's in a actor. bunch of stuff. Yeah, tons of stuff. He's been around forever. Uh, he, even when he was super young, he was doing stuff. And it's him and uh, Lucy Liu. Uh, is his girlfriend and they're the drug dealers and uh who they're getting stuff from and uh they go out and they end up uh um 
Tim Roth screws over uh, the mobsters at some point. The two mobsters is a guy from Henry and the director of the movie. So they're constantly trying to uh, find them through the movie uh, on the streets and everything. And one of the other, the cops are also trying to find him. John Sayles, the famous director uh, who's done tons of different movies, uh, plays one of the cops in it. They have a lot of great cameos by different people. Speaking of head of the class, the original head of the class with uh, with Dr. Johnny Fever. <laughs> Dr. Johnny Fever. Uh, he plays a blind guy that they meet in uh with a uh with a dog when they go into the rehab center who ends up losing his mind and going crazy he's like an ex-vet so basically you're seeing them go from facility to facility and then they're they're like we want to get into rehab and they were like, like well you can't, can't watch twice no i love it such a really? great movie huh. yeah it's so great because you get to see them doing their uh their thing it's it's very has a lot of comical spots in it but a lot I'd- of it's not as much. It's not as uh, dark as you, it's. I may make it train sound. Spotting, but the no, other, it's not train spotting. It's what, it's very. What's fun. the other one when the? This is the one I was telling you what's about. What's the that other was, drug movie when the mother was on pills? Oh no, that's Requiem. This was not Requiem. It didn't have that feel. No, because no. I hate. I I don't have an addictive personality per se, but I do understand people that do yeah. and to watch the. Things spiral out of control. Is a this tough wasn't movie. Like a tough movie. This for was me to very watch. light. Yeah. Uh, at, really, okay. uh, most of the movie was very light. It was a light junkie movie. This yeah. was, <laughs> well, but, it's just the, the it's Tim Roth fucking up and saying the wrong thing to people and everything, and then coming across the mobsters, and right before the mobsters can throw him in the car, the cops come around the corner, and then they come up to the cops, and Tim Roth is just smiling, his yeah. shit eating grin. He's like, yeah. he was like, "Can you guys tell us where to reach mm. these guys? Uh, this place?" And he's like, "I was asking those two guys over there. Those two guys couldn't help us out." And then he's like smiling at him as yeah. he's walking away. Never do that. There's a great scene where Tim Roth uh, drops the uh, the heroin on the ground, and the cops like it's right by the cop's foot. Oh, and he's fuck. like trying to get Tupac's uh, attention that the the dope's on the ground and everything. And they come in, uh, the mobsters end up coming in and killing uh, uh, Bo Keem at some point and Lucy Liu. And so they end up, they know where his stash is and they end up like, I can't, they've already been searching for like uh, a day trying to get on uh, into detox and it can't happen. And they were like, well, let's, let's get fucked up. We'll just yeah. get fucked up. This will be the last time. And so they're literally doing, doing heroin with the dead bodies of Bo Keem and Lucy Liu on the ground oh, right fuck. there. I don't uh, think I've seen this movie, man, dude. So it, it's a lot more fun than I had. Like I know I said, that's not the scene you uh, want occurring around you when you do it. Oh, this was God. the one I was telling you the other day that you, you Stuart, hit? <laughs> that Stuart Copeland did the soundtrack for. He did the it's soundtrack such, for It's a this? weird thing because Stuart Copeland is one of the members of the police. Uh-huh. He's was the he drummer. the drummer? He was yeah, the drummer. And he's only done a couple movies. He did like Highlander 2, The Quickening. Oh, of course. And he did, he did another movie and everything. So it's very weird. And it's also got a lot of uh, great hip-hop music in it. There's yeah. obviously Tupac's uh, yeah. in it. And uh, this came out after Tupac had died. Like, Tupac had died right, right after he did this. And he had, like, three movies drop after he died. One was Gang Related, which was an awesome yeah, movie. Yeah, that was really With good. James Bellucci and uh, Dennis Quaid. Really good movie. Uh, where uh, Tupac and uh, James Bellucci were, like, dirty-ass cops. And they end up planting and... Uh, uh, planting a murder on this one guy who ended up turning out to be this millionaire who had been uh, that they didn't realize he was a millionaire. He had become an alcoholic and was on the streets and everything. And when they cleaned him up, they realized it was Dennis Quaid, who was like this Fortune 500 like heir and everything. Yeah. And it became this huge thing. If you haven't seen, I I love Tupac Shakur. I think he was one of the 
uh, best poets, artists there ever was. I put him up on the level of Kurt Cobain and on Jim Morrison, the people that died really early. I wouldn't put Kurt Cobain on that list. Oh, Kurt I'd Bain put him up with good. Andre yeah, 3000. Yeah, and if you've ever listened, I would put him on if, the if list you've ever listened to any of Andre's lyrics, I mean, to me, in common, I like common. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, yeah Tupac's mean, losing really Tupac good, was actually very, you know, he would have went on to do some serious movies too. He was he loved acting and he was oh, yeah. really he was good. He went to he went it. to Juilliard. Yep, you know, really really good and. Tim Roth also. This was a time where you don't see Tim Roth in many movies anymore, but this was around the period where he was doing Reservoir Dogs, he was doing Rob Roy, he was doing all these movies that were really fantastic. And you could tell that they. this was a very indie movie that they came on, and I saw this in the theater, and it just blew me away, and I immediately loved it. So if you can find Gridlocked, it's one of those DVDs that took me a while to find, but uh, uh, it's really fantastic. Hell yeah. All right, what you got? Going a little softer on this one here. Um, softer than heroin addicts? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> try, and, try and bring this back around. Chain spotty. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Taking this back to 1987. Nice. Back in the day. Not kidding. I have an 87 movie on here. Uh-oh. I started Uh-oh. high school. Billy Crystal. Oh, I didn't sound like Red <laughs> Savage. Billy Crystal for the Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, many good, you know, so those many good people. Those are the two people. actors you put. In. Well, I, I, I wanted to kind of throw you off there yeah. for a second. I guess so. we had said Andre, Andre the Giant. We didn't yeah, know exactly. Yeah, you Mandy know. Taken, Chris Sarandon. Mandy oh Batankin. man, our boy uh, from Best in Show and and uh, Spinal Tap. Christopher oh, Guest. Christopher Guest. He was yeah. the guy with the six fingers. Yep, that's right. Yep. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, you also know. Wallace Shawn, we just talked about in uh, Deal of the Century. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah. Probably the best scene in the movie where he's yep. tricking the uh Yo, the poison. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Iocane poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and I mean Princess Bride, I imagine most people have seen it if you haven't. Not you my know. wife for some weird reason. What? She's <laughs> never seen Princess Bride. Wow. Why doesn't that seem like a movie she would like copy. too? Yeah. Oh, wow. You have an unopened copy? Yeah. I own it. Just uh, in case I really, you know, need to just op- tear it open and watch it sometime. <laughs> Break glass in case of emergency. Yeah, in case of emergency, tear plastic. <laughs> I gotta watch Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> no. Things are getting rough. <laughs> so, you know, you have in the real world, you have... Um, Who's Columbo? What's his name? Peter Falk. Peter Falk. Yeah. And uh, Fred Savage. Fred Savage is Wonder Years Fred Savage. Yeah, really young. Um, I, and- I love this movie because if you look at the scenes with him and uh, Peter Falk, all the toys he has in that room are toys I had at oh, that yeah. period of time. Yeah, He's absolutely. got like, all the Masters of the Universe and stuff nice. like that. Yeah. It's really fantastic. Yeah. Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. I guess know, we should so- mention the two... Uh, main characters in the movie. Are, yeah, you know, yeah. Carrie Elway right, right, right. and uh, and what's her name you from House of Cards? Oh, uh, Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love Carrie uh, Elway's or whatever. In, Carrie Elway. Yeah. yeah, in Robin Hood, Men of Tights. Uh, oh, I love Men of Tights. Other Robin Hood. Yeah. I, I love him and kiss the, the British accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love him and kiss the girls where he turned out to be the villain. Dave Chappelle, I forgot, was in there. Good. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. Look, yeah. I'm, on the Look, east I'm on the east side. I'm on the I'm west, west side. side. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Blinken. I, I am a sneeze. This is my son, a chew. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Columbo is reading a fairy tale to Fred Savage, and the movie itself is that fairy tale. Yeah. Um, you know, so and they cut back every once in a while to Fred Savage, right? Who yeah. doesn't like it immediately? He's like, "Oh, this is a love story and everything." And at it's some like point, a revenge movie. At some point, he's really into it, and he's like, "I'll stop it if you want." And he's like, yeah. "No, no, 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 no keep yeah." Going. <laughs> what happens to Humperdinck? Yeah, you know. <laughs> 
And uh, so, you know, basically it's a fairy tale. Robin Wright is just kind of like a farm girl and she has a farm boy. And, you know, it's. Oh, she's as, like a. She's a princess. She, she's a princess. No, not she? in the beginning, I don't think. Is she? Is she? In she the... becomes the princess okay. by trying to marry because Prince. Oh, maybe. Uh, King Humperdinck or whatever. I know all the Wall Sean parts really good. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so it starts off and they have this like blossoming love that they haven't recognized yeah, yet, yeah. you know, and. Uh, one day he gets taken by the dread pi- pirate Roberts, and you know um, she thinks he's been killed, but she's not sure. And you know she ends up basically fast forward, yeah, yeah, fast forward a few years, and she ends up basically being almost kidnapped by King Humperdinck, um, Chris Sarandon, yeah, um, the vampire from Fright Night. Oh, was he? And the yeah. cop from mm-hmm. Child's Play, yeah, Chris yeah. Sarandon, man, love Chris Sarandon, and Susan Sarandon's and brother. brother, yep. I yeah, know, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I figured. Um, but uh, so he has come to like, ta- you know, he sent a party to come and take her away. Yeah. And there is this ship um, following. The- well, no. So you've got Andre the Giant and Inigo uh, Montoya. And Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. Super skinny, father? man. You see Mandy Patinkin on like Homeland and then look oh, at him on Daisy. On, was uh, it Pushing Daisies? He was wasn't he, in that. Who no. was the, no, he, what was the sitcom slash dark comedy that he was in, where Manny Patinkin was in. Yeah, hmm, I'm not sure. I know. But God damn it, it's not know. pushing daisies. No, it's like, like that though. Maybe it was weird. Like they were dead. The people were dead, and he could see them or something. And hmm. oh, dead like me. Is dead that the like one, me. Is that the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, she's being. She's gonna marry the king. Yep. And uh, uh, Andre the Giant and Inigo Montoya and I don't know the Walsh, Sean. Okay, yeah, they kidnap her. Yeah. So, and, but Mandy's looking for the man who killed his father. Right, the Just, man with six yeah. fingers. Yep. Yeah. Who's played by Christopher Guest. Yeah. And um, and they basically figure, you know, well, we'll kidnap her and then we can get some ransom for her from her and then we'll have money and yeah. everything like that. And they're in the water on the boat and they're coming along and there's a boat following them. Yeah. And. Uh, that kind of leads to the three tasks that yeah. he has to, you know, he has to defeat the swordsman, he has to defeat the giant, then he has to defeat the intelligent guy. The intelligent. And, it, you know, and each one of those Those scenes, are the best scenes. Mm, yeah, the, you know. Well, that and the Billy Crystal, Carol Kane scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's almost Miracle dead. Max. He's almost yeah. dead. <laughs> Separate than being fully dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, those three trials right there, like I love when Inigo Montoya like lets him come up the cliff oh, safely yeah, yeah, yeah. and then gives him a chance to like catch his breath yep. and, and stretch and prepare for dying, you know, and they have this great sword fight and uh, Where he switches hands at some point. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like, but I know something you don't know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, not really left handed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then uh, he, you know, so he gets past- technically these tasks would have ended with Andre, but <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, but yeah. So then he has to take out Andre the giant. So and- great that they cast Andre in this. Movie. He was really, so really fantastic. Fabulous. We watched a documentary. That documentary about Andre was so but wasn't good. It wasn't. They, they were talking about, about how much pain he was in yeah, during the film. During the movie. Of oh, this. really? Like, they, he was, that scene where he was fighting Carrie Elway really was painful. Really? Him, right? Like, he could barely walk at that point. Yeah, they had to take yeah, a lot of was, takes yeah. and make it look a lot Oh, uh, wow, different. I didn't know I think, that. Like, yeah. his back when he had to Hit catch. him up against the yeah. wall. Well, well we had, had to catch, catch her at the oh, end. Oh, hello, yeah. lady. They, they had her on wires and they kind of lowered her into his arm. And yeah. And made it look like he catched her. Yeah. Caught her, which back in the day, early on, he probably could have caught her. But yeah. No. Oh, he was really sad, her up that it's high. a sad documentary, yeah. but it's an amazing documentary. Yeah. If you ever get a chance. <laughs> Just his legendary status with his 
with his, his partying. Drinking, yeah, no, I love. I've seen the pictures of him holding a beer oh, yeah. can. Oh, and, but he, he would drink like hundred and eight. It, it yeah. was a lot. It was yeah. yeah, it was like eighty something beers. No, it was over a hundred. But yeah, either way. You see the size of it, it just took that kill it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Wade Boggs is. Wade Boggs has got a hollow leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But because uh, uh Andre was so big, it just took him that long to be able to get a buzz. Yeah. You know, right, really absolutely. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean if you're drinking in what I like, they go into his French history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. And it was really interesting yeah. to if you had a chance. But uh, so he defeats Andre, and then one of the more famous quotes from that movie, he you know goes to inconceivable, inconceivable, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so you know he puts the poison. Voice of Rex from Toy Story. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he puts the poison in one of the drinks, and then he's like, which one did I put it in? And, you know, he gives him the test and turns it. And I love his, like, deductive logic that he makes. He's like, obviously, you would have put the drink in front of me, you know, because you don't want to drink the poison. But being smart, you would have known that I would have come up with that beforehand. Right. And put the drink in front of you, thinking that I would want to switch the drink. But me being, you know, whatever he's from, you know, (laughs) he just goes back and forth and back and forth. And then he, like, goes, oh, what's that? And he turns (laughs) around and he switches the drinks, you know. He's got that shitty grin on his face. Yeah, and they drink it and he's like, but I've already won. Don't you see? (laughs) You know, and he's just going on this rant and he just has this big smile and then just falls over dead you know <laughs> and it turns out that he put poison in both drinks and he had spent years building you know a building yeah. a tolerance to that poison yeah. you know so fun and it's... yeah it's just you know it's a good fairy tale movie it's a sweet love story it's funny it's fun it's got yeah, action if you grew up with this movie this is like the bee's knees and, to yeah, and because it, it is like Goonies you know in that in the way that it's just fun straight yeah. through it I like yeah. to see when he's on the bed he's like maybe I'm paralyzed maybe I'm just yeah. sitting here yeah. without yeah. fear yeah. Or like whatever drop your <laughs> sword <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was bluffing. I knew he was bluffing. You know? like, but yeah, and then when finally, I think my favorite scene is when Inigo Montoya finally gets revenge, you know, and he's Christopher like, Guest, yeah. yeah, and he's like, offer me money, offer me power. And he's like, he says, I'll give you anything you want. And he says, I want my father back, you son of a bitch. And just Man. boom to the gut. Christopher you know, Guest like, really is kind of the long chainy of, uh, of modern age. Because if you, put his, if you put his image of him playing the six-fingered man to the lead singer of Spinal Tap, to the guy that loved the the peanuts from uh, Best in Show, yeah, you would almost not recognize. Who's the, the bass three player? People. Uh, uh, the lead singer, bass player. No, lead singer, bass player is Henry Shear- Harry Shear. Harry Shear. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Christopher Guest has been married to. Uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis since like '84. Really? So they've been together forever. That's awesome. Uh, so he, I always like every to hear Hollywood success love stories because yeah. they're so rare. They're rare. Yeah, they are. But yeah, fabulous movie. Man. Yeah, dude. Good Princess Bride. Movie. All right, Dave, what you got? You gonna I, be scared? Pick... So now we're going. I, I did some two light ones, and now. Oh, we're getting this next one. The the problem is some of my favorite movies are some of the most complicated movies out there. Yeah, and I'm not saying the last two are complicated, but this one is complicated, Uh and the next one is complicated. Uh, So here I go. I'm excited. (laughs) Siriana. Ah, love Siriana, man. Never heard of it. Hell's yeah. You never heard of Siriana? Oh my god, man. George Clooney, Matt Damon. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. One of the best things Jeffrey Wright. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson. Forgot he was in it. Um. Uh, John Hurt, the the guy who would call him Bob, uh, or uh, it's good to have you back. Yeah, yeah, he, was, yeah, yeah. he plays a villain in everything now. Oh, the one that looks like Bob. Uh, I'm gonna cut well, your in, head off. In, oh. there, in that movie, he did, but he's the bad guy in Kickass, the father, yeah, McLovin's the father dad. In, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. in a lot of. He villains. was the Israeli head that was 
was like, oh, it's good to have you that back. Scene, and man. then the next, they grab him from his hotel. Well, let me oh, yeah, let tell me the, back yeah. up. So basically, it takes place. It is a very deep, deep movie. Yeah, it's like deep state movie. There's yeah. like oh, I love CIA. Yeah, You'd I love, love it. It was really yeah. good. Betrayals and <clears throat> so what happens is it's the nineteen, it's the two thousand, late two thousands, around the crash or before. Yeah, and so. We only recently realized how much oil there really is in the world in the yeah. last 10 years. Right. And the U.S. is sitting on a huge... So this movie... But back then, you thought there was a finite supply of oil. Right. And we, so what happened is the kingdom was going to sell off um, a large portion of their oil field rights. Mm -hmm. And we didn't want the Chinese to get it. Acquire it. Acquire yeah. it. So another company stepped in. Oh, the guy that... Oh, who the hell... The guy from the Kingdom, the one that was the bomb, he's in a million other things. Sam Shepard? No. No. Uh, oh, uh, Cooper? Uh, yeah. yeah. Adaptation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's from one the of Breach. The, the guy from the yep. Breach. So there's a couple of companies. It's a really, it's like, it, it involves governments, corrupt politicians. <laughs> and they have a couple different storylines that are intertwined. You're, you're following Matt Damon and you're also following George Matt Clooney. Damon's like an independent analyst that's supposed to broker. His, what he wants to do is advise the Kingdom. Instead of spending oil on other stuff, they should take the money and invest in infrastructure and bring, bring the kingdom up. Mm -hmm. Because he kept telling him, he's like, you know, it's finite. Right. It's going to end. Right. And he's like, you know what we think of you? We think that 100 years ago you were cutting each other's heads yeah. off in the desert. And 100 years from now, you're going to be back to cutting people's heads off in the desert. Yeah. So you got to make this money worth something. And right. it was the son of the sheik, wasn't yeah. it? That it was, was the son of he, the sheik who was going to really take over. He really wanted to uh, kind of But there was two forward. sons that were rivaling yeah. against each other. Had that random scene Super where... Super complicated. That random scene where Matt Damon's kid drowned in the pool. Oh, too. yeah. It was really uh, it's The scariest way that everybody would think. You know those lights... That are in underwater pools on yeah. the thing. One of them had a short. Oh, and, I've thought about that before. And he had too. to jump in the pool to save his kid. And, and the, the way when he jumped in the pool, someone hit the breaker like right while right he was when in he, the yeah. air. Oh, like the dad was in the air God. and he hit the breaker and yeah. the kid was dead. And it really didn't kind of go with anything else going on in the movie, but it was just something. It just weird made thing that, that storyline really but the greatest storyline yeah, I thought with was, Clooney. was George Clooney was CIA. They hired him to go back. What they wanted to do is make it look like the U.S. was attacked. Mm -hmm. So he was supposed to sell weapons to terrorists. He thought he was going to kill all the terrorists with the weapons. One of the weapons got away from the terrorists uh -huh. and was going to be used against the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And it was this back and forth, and and it gets really CIA, you know, inspired, like, drama. Yeah. And at the end, you know, there's, like, a twist where... He's trying to warn. He jumps in a in an SUV to try to warn the sheik that they're the going to try to blow him up. Yeah. What he ends up doing is well, talk about the. Oh, go ahead first. What he ends up doing is the weapon. They blow the thing up with a missile. The U.S. does, and then they blame it on Clooney, saying he had the miss the bomb in his truck, which he did. Oh and shit! He didn't know it. Well, talk about the the torture scene with Mark Strong because that's the guy from Kick Ass. Yeah. So he flies back. They want him to go back to. Like Hamas, where's Palestine? Is it Palestine or Maybe. Libya? They want he had contacts there, and they approached Clooney because Clooney was out or yeah. on desk duty or something, and they were like, "We got one more job for it." And he was super excited because he wanted to be back in the field, mm -hmm. so he wants to go back and find out. I think he needed to find out who the that one terrorist that was at the mosque. Oh, remember that other weird side thing too, where that guy was recruiting terrorists from the mosque. Remember and he 
the two kids that were oh, working yeah. on the oil that fields went, that went towards that, the in the boat tanker, yeah. That, it because basically it was remember remember when the uh, the U.S. ship was attacked, coal the USS Cole. It's familiar. Like 50 soldiers died. Somebody in a boat rammed it with explosives oh, and fuck. blew a bunch of decks yeah. and killed a bunch of people on the Jesus. Boat. One of the biggest terrorist acts and like, so they kind of did like that kind of scenario. Yeah. But, so, they didn't know why, Hamas didn't know why Clooney was back. Clooney was trying to look for the bomb maker. Remember he had, he had three fingers he was talking to the guy? Yeah. Oh. And, yeah. uh, but most, that, most that scene with Mark Strong is, yeah. is probably the most memorable. They want to know who sent him over there, so they they snatch Clooney in the yeah. middle of the night, like, Put like a, a hood over super, his super like yeah. effective way, like roll him into a bag, threw a bag in the car, and next yeah. thing he's in the, like almost like a project threshold. Yeah, room. like a dirty ass room. <laughs> yeah, and the guy he had met earlier that was greeting him and welcoming him Mark back Strong. now was like, "We want to know who told you." And he starts pulling his fingernails out. Oh, he wakes up. He wakes up, and his hands are already strapped oh. down to the table. His fingers like but Mark Strong's are... reaction when he pulled the first one off. He's like, "Oh, that is disgusting." Oh, <laughs> yeah. and, oh man! And then he it like, was really and effective, come... and it looked looked real. So he wouldn't tell him, and he came over. He had a serrated knife. He's like, "I'm going to cut your head off, Bob." Yeah. Oh. And just before he gets ready to saw his head off, the the one of the mullahs came down and said. We off. We said he was okay for him to travel here under protection. We have to honor that. Yeah. So they had to let him go. And then the rest of the movie's got like bandages yeah. on his fingers and shit oh, like that. Oh motherfucker! Yeah, it's really hardcore. It's, it's very. It, and I'm not even doing Syriana. What and I'm not even Syriana? doing it justice. It goes back to the board meetings. And that speech with Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah. He's like corruption. You worried about corruption? Corruption is how we win. That's what we do. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like the. the Corruption. This is Washington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really fantastic, and it's a it's very. There's not a comical like second in the movie no. too. Yeah. And it's very it's dramatic. Deep. Yeah, and it's really touches great. a lot of different things. And uh, really well done though. I put movie. it on once a year when I when I want to wrap my head around it geo came out, world po- politics yeah. and geo yeah this was where Clooney was hitting it too this was around the same time as Michael Clayton and the same time as uh, uh, the uh, David Strathairn one that yep. he did that he directed uh, and he was he was nailing it yeah and this I mean everybody on this movie was great mm-hmm. even the little even the even the kids, kids yep. were good really the mother good. was Amanda Peet I think oh really yep huh, yeah. I like her yep. Matt Damon's that's right. That's right. He played her wife. wife. Yep. And it, you know that scene of him drowning kind of just turned Matt Damon's facade. Yeah. Like he was kissing ass before that, and then after that, he let he said whatever he wanted. Like the when he, when he gave that speech to the 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 new sheik. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, "This is what people think of you." Yeah. yeah you yeah. guys are a joke. You're yeah. Buying yeah. billion dollars worth of sports cars when you could be investing into your co- country. You right. know you're gonna. That's when he said, "You'll be back here cutting each other's heads off in hundred right. years." Yeah, yeah. It's so fab- yeah, fabulous movie, Syriana. All right, my number three, nineteen eighty seven's No Way Out. Love Ooh. No Way Out, man. Have you seen No Way Out? It's probably been since nineteen ninety. It's Kevin Costner. Right? Kevin oh, Costner. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Gene Hackman. Yeah. And this was one of the ones that me and Dave liked back in the day. And this is another one that, uh, on the surface, it seemed pretty uh, cut and dry, but it has a uh, shocking ending to it. Sean Young. Uh, right? Sean Young's in it. Oh, she was hot. Uh, really good in it. Uh, so what is going on in this movie is uh, actually the main star of this movie for me is Will Patton. I thought Will Patton ruled this friggin' movie, man. And a lot of people know him if you ever 
seen The Postman, that horrible movie with... I, I actually liked it. With, uh, <laughs> with, he said horrible for our benefit. Yeah, yeah. Most people, most people don't like it, but I like it. He I was, know you don't like it. He was the bad guy in there. He also played Bruce Willis's uh, best friend in Armageddon. Uh, before you start singing, do you know there's a, uh, there's a clip, if you go online, yeah. of uh, some street singer. And if you pull it up on YouTube, it just became popular. So I think it just happened yesterday. He's singing the song. Street singer is singing at the middle of the street, and across the street, Steven Tyler is walking across the street. No, it goes right up to him, and the guy is shocked. I just bet. watching the guy's face, yeah. he's like shocked. And Steven Tyler takes the mic and starts singing it as he's playing, strumming the That's guitar. That's awesome. And then yeah, he yeah, tries, yeah. he gets him to uh, to try to sing it with him, and the guy's just too starstruck. Starstruck, he, yeah. He, he's almost forgetting the words yeah. and everything. Is oh, he just takes over. That'd be awesome. So I'm like not a, a big Aerosmith fan, yeah, but yeah, I would still be struck. If I was rapping an Outcast song <laughs> yeah. in my car, and Big Boy came up. To to one window jumped and in Andre your came up to the other I just <laughs> like holy crap I, yeah I, I would, just peeped myself I would <laughs> I would probably die of shock like I was a Harry Krishna yeah. in the airport so Google like. that well anyways uh, yeah Will Patton played uh, Bruce Willis's best friend in Armageddon mm-hmm. uh, if you look him up you'll recognize him uh, so what's going on is uh uh, Kevin Costner is Army uh, Naval Intelligence. NSA. Uh, no, he's not NSA. Yeah, that, Naval no, Secret. In, uh, it's NSA is the Naval. Is the no? I don't think he was Naval in, Intelligence. Yeah, he's Naval Intelligence. Uh, that's okay. not National Security Agency. He's Naval Intelligence. Uh, he's usually for the most of the movies wearing his whites, his white uniform, and everything. And he actually grew up with Will Patton, so uh, he gets uh, wind of the de- uh, Secretary of Defense is played by Gene Hackman. And what's happening in this movie is uh, the the underlining thing that's going on is is this phantom Russian sub sub is uh, kind of showing up in different parts of the country, and they're looking for this mole that might be uh, around called Yuri. Uh, and on top of that, what is happening is. Kevin Costner shows up in town and he ends up starting a relationship with Sean Young that he meets at a uh, kind of a, uh, a government function like a dance or something uh-huh. or a fundraiser. So he ends up ha- uh, uh, sleeping with her and uh, little does he know that Sean Young is also Gene Hackman's mistress, uh, the uh, Secretary of Defense. And you get to see there's a brief period at the beginning where you see Kevin Costner courting her. They go to this great, uh, they go to kind of like a Martha's Vineyard type of thing. I think most of it's in Annapolis in Maryland. But so they go off and have a vacation of the in uh, the uh, weekend together. And Kevin Costner's really fallen for her, and he doesn't like the idea that she's seeing someone else. And at some point reveals to uh, him who who she's dating, who uh-huh. is who is. Uh, uh, Gene, Gene Hackman, Hackman yeah. the Secretary of Defense, and his right hand man is Will Patton, who will do anything for Gene Hackman. Yeah, uh, really, will do anything for him. And so, what <laughs> happens is after the weekend, you mean hot body? <laughs> yeah, after the weekend uh, comes and goes, Kevin Costner is pissed because Sean Young says, "All right, you got to leave now because uh, Gene Hackman's going to come over. He's going to take me out and everything." And he's pissed. He's like, "Why do I have to leave? Why yeah. doesn't he have to leave?" Right. Yeah. And she's like, "Just do this for me. I'm going to break it off. Don't worry about it." Yeah. So Kevin Costner leaves the back of the apartment mm. and he's actually standing in the shadows and he's watching Gene Hackman go in and Gene Hackman sees that somebody in the shadows watching him as he's coming in so Gene Hackman's starting to get pissed he's like who is in your apartment yeah he's like you need to tell me who what's going on you know this is I'm paying for this apartment and you're with me and that's what's going to happen he's right. upstairs and he's screaming and yelling at her and she's he, she eventually he ends up uh smacking her uh-huh. and uh throwing her on the bed and she gets up and she's she's literally in his face says fuck you and he punches her and knocks oh. her off the loft and falls oh. over and she dies oh, breaks her neck fuck. on the uh on the glass table 
And uh, he eventually he immediately goes to Will Patton's house. He's like, "I'm going to go to the police, but I wanted to come to you first and tell you what's going on." Yeah. And Will Patton's like, "We can fix this. Oh, we can fuck. fix this." And he and he comes up with this crazy scheme where he's like, "What if?" this uh russian agent he's like we need to use uh she's been having sex with somebody else we need to blame him but if what if we connect the guy she's having an affair with with this secret russian role <laughs> that's going on that way we can use the cia tactics and oh, the nsa wow. to h- kind of hunt him down so we're gonna say that she was dating yuri and that uh uh the, we'll do a search for him so they immediately, because they've already hired Kevin Costner to come in to be uh, to work for him. So Will Patton knows he's his childhood friend, and he brings him in, and he's like, we've got a new case for you. We want you to kind of uh, spearhead this new case. Uh, this girl died this weekend. Kevin Costner doesn't know that Sean Young's dead yet. They oh, hand shit. him the folder, yeah. and, he, and he's, he opens it, and he sees who it is, and he excuses himself, and he goes in the bathroom, and he, like, collapses. Oh, I'm sure, and yeah. And he immediately knows that his fingerprints are on the in the place. Fuck, she took a she took a dude. Polaroid of him, and it was one of those old Polaroids that keep the uh, kind of the uh, carbon copy. Yeah, and they find it underneath the thing, and this was be uh, underneath the bed. Oh, so they shit. pull that in. They pull all the stuff in. But and, he's investigating himself, and, he, and he's investigating himself basically. Right. So he has to swerve the investigation into a different place. Yeah, and everything. And but he also knows that Gene Hackman is the one who did. Right. Yeah. Because he, he didn't left do the it. apartment, yeah, exactly. and then she ends up dying. Yeah. So he knows his friend is covering for him right and uh and we'll do prove. whatever we want and they're building this great technology too and uh, his friend who's in That's the wheelchair right. mm-hmm. is the one who's in charge of decrypting the carbon copy of the uh the photograph right so it's on the big screen and they keep getting closer that? and closer that and kevin Costner. that wasn't the guy from it um uh, we've seen him he's a character actor in a lot of different stuff i'm not like sure the dad from license to drive no not okay. him he, i he's kind of reminds me of the dad from life goes on the okay. tv series he might be him we got the production uh, department oh, working on it. He's working on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, for our 50th anniversary. So through the whole thing. We got a production department. <laughs> <laughs> and Iman is on this, you know, uh, Bowie's ex-wife. Oh, yeah. uh, or uh, was he with her when he uh, died? Was he with her that whole time? Or did they oh, divorce Oh, I think they divorced. Ago? Yeah. But I don't know how She's a supermodel. Really, really pretty supermodel from like, uh, was she's from South, South Africa, Africa, I think. South Africa or Nigeria. Uh, Nigeria, I think. She was really great. She played Sean Young's... Uh, uh, Sean Young's like uh, friend who was kind of covering for Kevin Costner but when it really gets good is uh, is over the weekend that he spent with Sean Young he uh, he spent it with uh, let me look at this uh, list that's being this is a, on your on yeah, your this, edge of your seat yeah yep. this guy right here in the middle in the black and white this guy in the middle hold, hold on everybody yeah, you know him. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so what happens in the uh <laughs> So what happens on that weekend trip that they spent with, they end up renting a boat from some guy, and they end up going to a, a restaurant, and they pull the guy they rented the boat from into the government office, and they pull the guy that uh, gave uh, that they gave a huge tip to that was their waiter into the office, and they got them working floor to floor to search for the guy that they know that, that was with Sean Young that weekend. Oh, wow. So through this whole thing, Kevin Coster's having to slip into Well, you didn't scene. talk about the friend's technology. Uh yeah, well, he's trying to decrypt the photo. And uh, Kevin Costner, no, uh, he even tells him at some point, my face is on that photo. I was having an affair with this woman. I had nothing to do with her death. Right. And I can't tell you who did, but it's somebody huge, and it's yeah. coming down to it and everything. <clears throat> and it, when it really gets uh, tense, <laughs> it's, he's hiding in the ceiling and everything, trying to get away from these guys who are oh, searching wow. floors. Yeah. And he, then he ends up going in. You and, should ruin the ending, too. Yeah, I, I probably should. Yeah, do it ending. up, man. Do it. So he goes into, even before that, 
trick ending. There's a there's a shocking ending yeah. where he goes into Gene Hackman's office and he confronts him and he says, "I know you did this and everything." And Gene Hackman's like pleading with him, "Don't do this." And he's like, "We can blame Will Patton." And Will Patton's in the room and he's like, "He's like, what dude, the fuck? he's like, I've done everything for you." And yeah. he's actually he's he reveals that he's gay earlier in the movie and uh-huh. then he actually has kind of feelings for Gene Hackman. Yeah, and he gets so upset that uh, and Gene Hackman's name is David, uh-huh. and that, uh, so David and Kevin Costner are like. Uh, like gripping onto each other's shirts. He's trying to keep Kevin Costner from leaving the room. He's like, we can fix this. Yeah. We'll blame it on him. Oh my and Will God. Patton screams, David! And he turns his head and Will Patton blows his head off right, oh, right in front of them. Fuck, and dude. then they were like, well, we'll blame it on him. Oh, <laughs> and, shit. And then the, the best part is at the very beginning of the movie, Kevin Costner is being interviewed in this really small room yeah. and everything. And you could tell he's talking to this mirrored glass and everything. Right. And you think he's being interviewed uh, by the CIA and everything. Mm-hmm. And at the very end of the movie, a guy comes out of the room and starts speaking Russian to Kevin Costner. And Kevin Costner speaks like fluent Russian. Oh, it turns out he was fuck. really the he Russian the- <laughs> through the whole thing. That's and you're like, holy ass, fuck, dude. man. Your yeah. mind's like blown. That's when I watched awesome. this movie in like 1987, I was like, oh my God, this is one of the best tense thrillers I've ever yeah. seen. Wow. It was really amazing. So even blowing the ending, it, it doesn't uh, ruin how fantastic the movie is. I think I was just too it. young to remember. That, yeah, it, it was a very like gripping, like military kind of thriller. Yeah. So yeah, really fantastic. I think I know its own. I think I know one of Paul's movies on his list. Oh. Ooh, uh, I would be surprised if you did. Okay, all right. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So are we down to are two we? already? <laughs> two. We're on two. Okay. okay. Let's see. Number two is going to be 2003. We got Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn. Luke Wilson. Oh, yeah. And he's going old school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was the old man's name? Uh, Blue. My boy, Blue. You're my boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is another movie that we're just going to quote to this. Oh, whole yeah. Time. And I mean, that's, uh, that's all if it is. If you don't like man. us quoting it, earmuffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. When he's. Frank, the tank. My, my favorite part of the whole movie yeah. is when. At his wedding. Yeah. And he's standing right next to him. She's not here yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the, I get the, the car. car. I, yeah. I still time, yeah. man. Yeah. My, my favorite scene oh, the trust is tree too. when they're at the kid's birthday party. Stifler? With Stifler? Stifler and oh, he yeah. shoots himself you're in the crazy, neck. Man. He's like, you're crazy, man. Like, you're crazy, man. You're, you're crazy, man. man. <laughs> you just shot yourself so in the neck with a fucking dart. Tranquilizer. You're crazy, man. I like you. You're crazy. I love the fraternity things where they tie their dicks to a uh, oh, uh, to the brick to the, to the, the brick. brick. Yeah. you might be asking yourself why is my dick uh, tied to a, uh, a rope or one end is tied to a rope and yeah. why is the other end tied to a brick yeah. <laughs> this is, you got I'll that really gentleman. guy from like yeah. me, myself and Irene uh, yeah. he throws it through the manhole yeah he goes yeah. to the manhole <laughs> <laughs> we're going yeah. streaking yeah <laughs> we're everybody they're coming they're coming <laughs> no one else is here Honey, do you think do you think KFC still open? Yeah. <laughs> well, the scene with Andy Dick, who's doing the bachelor party. Uh, oh yes, oh, he's God, like man. doing oral sex yeah, on a fucking. But, cucumber. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh, I my forgot God. about that scene. Yeah. That was really, he, he was teaching all the girls to yeah. get better blowjobs. <laughs> all right, we're gonna head ourselves. Just give us a little quick brief. All right, thing. well, um, most people have seen Opus Little Party. Okay, so it starts off, and it's uh, Luke Wilson. And he's on his way home from a business. Uh, Juliet Lewis. I totally forgot about and, the Juliet Lewis. And he Lewis comes scene. home, and Juliet Lewis is in bed, and she's watching porn. You know, 
And he comes in and he's like, is this what you do while I'm gone? And she's like, yeah, but... And he's like, no, it's okay. I'm into this. I'm into this. Let's let's go with this, you know? And so she's like, no, but wait, no. And he's like, no, it's okay. It's cool. I like this. This is freaky, you know? And he starts taking his fucking clothes off. And two people come out blindfolded from the fucking closet and, like, grab a hold of him, you know? And it turns out she's been having an affair with, like, swingers, yeah, yeah. you know? And yeah, and so that just basically he ends up moving out. And moving yeah, in and, and I don't think were does they, he move in with Vince Vaughn? Well, no, he because Vince Vaughn's with the girl. Vince Vaughn Queens is married. Yeah, no, he moves with, in. Uh, what's her name? Leah Remy. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, exactly. Remini. <laughs> Remini, um, yeah. yeah, and he moves into a house down on campus, and so Vince Vaughn and yeah. Will Ferrell come over, you know, oh, yeah. to like check on him, and like. You know, they're like, dude, this is going to be the biggest party house on campus, you know? And so they end up, oh, what's the guy's name? Jeremy. Jerry Piven. Yeah, you know. Always the asshole. You always need that asshole dean. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird they picked him the asshole dean because he's usually the opposite end of that. Right. Who would be like Will Ferrell's character. Yeah, exactly. Like PCU. PCU, he was the opposite. That was one of my favorite movies, too. I love He's like, didn't we put you in a trash can? Yeah. I got out. It's Dean now, John, not Cheese. John Favre's role in PCU. Oh my God! You're gonna so wear the uh, the. Don't uh, be the guy that don't wears. Don't be the guy that wears the uh, the band's shirt t-shirt. of the band you're gonna see. <laughs> Which, they put him in charge of getting the beer. Yeah. Oh, um. So yeah. So they, you know, they decide that they're gonna throw a party, um, for his newly found freedom, freedom since yeah. he's single now, and Vince Vaughn, who owns like. You know, multiple stereo cities, and it's worth right. worth two million dollars that the government knows about. <laughs> gets fucking Snoop Dogg to come and play yeah. their party. I forgot Snoop you know. Dogg was in it. Yeah, yeah man, and like um, Pimp Don Magic Juan is there, you know, and Will Ferrell comes out right after. You know, okay, so this is I love this scene. <laughs> so he's at the party, and one of my favorite actors, and I can't remember his name, and I'm not going to spend the time to look it up is offering him a beer bong, yeah. you know? And he's like, oh, no, I can't. I promised my wife I wouldn't drink. We got a big day tomorrow. We got to go to Bed Bath, Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We might go to Home like, Depot. I don't know if there's going to be time. I don't know. He you know? touches your lips. Yeah, and he laughs at him. He's like, oh, you're funny. And he's like, yeah, you know what? Give it to me, you know? And he just Frank pounds it. Yeah, he pounds it, and he's like, Fill it up again, you know. Frank the Tank is my friend worker. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he really I, is. Everyone knows a guy like Frank. The I Tank. I used to be. He, he's usually <laughs> the phone call. Yeah. Is a I tell you what. <laughs> usually I don't answer that phone call when I yeah. see it because yeah. it's like, oh, that can only be trouble. Right? Yeah. yeah. No. You know, and so he's inside getting wasted, and Snoop Dogg comes out, and Will Ferrell stumbles out like in his, his underwear, about whities. to go fucking streaking. <laughs> And he looks at Don Magic Warren and he's like, oh, I like your cup. You know? <laughs> like, and, you know, he's like pushing him off a of Snoop Dogg and shit. But, yeah, that scene is fucking. It's just like a combination of like PCU meets Revenge of the Nerds. Right. Animal, meets, House, Animal House. Meets, yeah. Meets yeah, it's like a modern age. Like... Every 10 years there has to be one of those types yeah. of movies. <laughs> they go to couples counseling. He's like, this is a safe space. It's a trust tree. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, maybe the waitress is wearing something exotic. Yeah. Or maybe she's not wearing any at all. Yeah. Are, <laughs> like, we, are thought, we not in the same? Are we safe? not in the, the <laughs> tree anymore? <laughs> it all comes down to like the... Uh, We'll be then competing against other. Uh, well, so they have because of the party. Jeremy Piven shows up, and gives yeah. them an eviction notice, and says that like basically this house is not going to be used for this anymore. Yeah. So they find a loophole and they start their own uh, fraternity. Mm. You know, and that's where they get like 
the, oh my god, the hazing from the fraternity. Oh yeah, the hazing you know? was fun. They, yeah. and they take anybody. You know, all the other people. Blue is like yeah, my an boy 85 year old, yeah, ninety five year old. You know, Navy guy like. No. Um, I remember him from back in the day in like Married with Children episodes, and he looked old back then. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, he, like he's yeah. always looked. Yeah, old. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Blue's not around anymore. No, he's not. I remember when he died. Actually, you know, yeah. Dust in the Wind. You're my boy, Blue. Who else was in there? Was Justin Long in this? Yeah, Justin he Long was, was yeah, in man. it. Yeah, I just watched him I, in uh, Galaxy Quest yesterday. I forgot how yeah, funny. I wouldn't put him in my fraternity either. either. <laughs> you know what? Either that, or he's in. Um, he's in Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Sure. Yeah. I confuse some of the cast members yeah. a little bit because they're very similar. Yeah. But what worked for this is they just got the 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 two right guys for this, which. I mean, Luke Wilson can, plays the everyman very well. He could have been replaced, unfortunately. Sorry, Luke, with it, with a bunch of different actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with Vince I Vaughn... Say, I usually can say that about him in every movie. Yeah, doing. I mean, he, he really can. He does the everyman, which it takes a certain type of actor to be able to do that, that you need that relatable character. But you, me, and Dupree. Vince, yeah, well, was he in that? Or that was Owen Wilson. That was Owen. Yeah, Owen yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, One of them's got fucked up nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn really make this. And this oh. was Vince Vaughn when he played funny. Now he's not playing You should funny. watch this and then watch yeah. Selling. And yeah, yeah. Brawl and oh so whatever. Yeah. Or yeah. even like 99. True Detective, yeah. where he was like crazy in True Detective also. Also, I love the characters from uh, Matt Walsh and Rob Corddry. Are the I guys, don't know, though. Um, they're the guys who work with um, Owen or the Wilson Luke brother. Wilson, yeah. Um and oh I see okay yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know they're like you're not supposed to talk about the fraternity or that he's the Godfather and oh, yeah, yeah they were yeah. you know Brian I, Cullen he was great in uh, Mad TV and he's also in the middle uh, uh the not the middle uh, Goldbergs he's in the Goldbergs oh really so, okay. they, that's gonna he's gonna get a spinoff from that show actually really oh nice yeah. yeah but yeah I mean it was just a hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> if it works, it works. It was just a hysterical, all around. Funny, Everyone loved this yeah, movie. When it quotable came out. movie, you know. It, and... it was like when Four uh, Year Old Virgin came out that everyone yeah. had to see it. Everyone loved it. Right. It was just that popular movie of that year. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, really great. All right, Dave, you going? Uh, oh, he's going dark again. I can tell it on his so face. I see this, it on his face. <laughs> this is the companion piece to Syriana. Oh. Uh. Not Paul so, already said it. Not so Paul Siriana. already said the name. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't think I had it, but he said the name of it already. Michael Clayton. Yeah, I think we might have talked about this already, but I'm all about talking about it again. I never saw I that think one either. We talked so, about so amazing and one of the best Tilda Swinton uh, roles. So basically, is it's about a law firm representing a company that makes an ag product that they suspect is giving people cancer. Uh huh. And so Tom Wilkinson. Tom Wilkinson is the lawyer that's. That's um, trying to get a settlement uh-huh. for the, for the family, trying to get yeah. the plaintiff to settle, right? And because it's causing, it's cancer. causing, yeah, it's causing cancer. But they want to keep stuff. selling it because it's profitable. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. They, they'd rather just settle. Same it out with court. every other thing you Same can buy on the shelf. Fake today. news, man. Fake news. Yeah. So, but Tom Wilkinson ends up falling in love with this underage girl. Andy ends up losing his mind. And, well, that's a, he has a mental he brain. has a mental so he feels bad for the plaintiffs. Uh-huh. And he's enchanted by one of the family members. Mm-hmm. And he loses it in a deposition, takes all his clothes film, off. Film deposition. Film deposition oh, takes fuck. all his clothes off and says I'm the lizard king away. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm like a representative <laughs> of God. And, yeah. you, and then ends up leaving the meeting and runs naked in the naked streets. through the streets. Oh god. Like, Will and, style. Yeah. So, <laughs> that deposition was a big deal for the settlement. Yeah, so oh, I'm sure. they think the thing's getting ready to fall apart, and they're making millions of dollars on the lawsuit. They bring in Michael Clayton, played by Clooney, mm-hmm. who's his friend, who you get the idea that he's a fixer. Yeah, right. that opening yeah, scene with him and the guy from American, oh, uh, American Horror Story he, like, hit was somebody. really good. 
where it, it he's just like shows the, him he's like the in. wolf <laughs> yeah he's like the wolf where he's like ray donovan in the yeah. in ray donovan where he just comes in in a horrible situation yeah talk that part because i don't remember there's, it a, as well. uh, there's a great scene where it just starts the movie with him they want to give the the viewer the impression of what george clooney does and uh the guy from American Horror Story, where I can't remember his name, but he's really, yeah. really good. He was an asshole. Uh, he's an <laughs> asshole, and he comes in, and I, he had hit somebody with his car. And he was, and, like, a super and powerful. He, and he was drunk, and he, he left the scene and everything like that. And George uh, Clooney, uh, he doesn't know who he's dealing with when George Clooney comes in. And much like uh, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction, who's j- yeah. who just wises off to him, yeah. doesn't realize that, no, I'm the guy here that's going to fix save your life your and ass, save your yeah. ass. And this is what you need to do, and this is what you need to do. And the guy's very brash with him and everything, but you realize that, all right, this guy is a fixer. Right. And, uh, yeah, then we go into the Tilda Swinton stuff. Yeah, so talk Tilda, about- t- 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 uh, Tilda Swinton. Is I think she won the award for this. I'll Did she? She's she getting a, she she was getting a lot of she mention. Was, on man, her she was stuff like lately. the spokesperson for about, the law firm, uh-huh. and so she hires Michael Clayton. She wants him to rein in Wilkinson's character mm-hmm. because they need him. He knows more about the case than anything. But what ends up happening is Wilkinson. He goes. He went crazy, but he prints a manifesto. Oh wow! Saying she won the Oscar for this. She's oh, wow. saying yeah. why the company is so horrible. Uh huh. Like basically throwing her clients and the law firm under the bus. Yeah. And wants to release it to the general public of all the. It's like a Monsanto almost. Someone yeah. Right. Doing, yeah. Like, it's very, round, round very Monsanto. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so. Which is no longer Monsanto. They've yeah, changed yeah. their name oh, yeah. to yeah. fool everybody. Now. Wonder why they it do usually that. works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and some it great will stuff too. Three like M. They make tape. Don't yeah. They? yeah. <laughs> and every other product. Yeah, exactly. Some really great stuff with her practicing in front of the mirror. Oh my god. Speech when she's going to do the deposition. And that's the kind of stuff I like. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's really weird. Like a lot of stuff. People are like, why am I watching this scene? It, ha- it it's mm-hmm. slow, but it's, it's very slow. Great. So what ends up happening is that she gets nervous that shit's going to get out. Yeah. Yeah. And so she hires. a I think crack one of the team, yeah. crack team to surveil him and basically assassinate Tom Wilkins. Oh shit! And George Clooney. Yeah. Oh shit! So they, but they, they their hit, with, their uh, hit Tom on Tom Wilkinson. Yeah, really good. Very good. Mm-hmm. They were like, they were like, he was trying to break into his car, and he's yeah. like, someone's coming. You got ten feet. You got fifteen feet. You got twenty feet. Yeah. Okay. When they're in the house and they're like talking to yeah. each other while they're lifting the body like, on three, one, two, three, and they everything they, was they super methodical. Toes. The needle goes in his toes so they can't find it. Yeah. Uh, like in a freckle and yeah. shit. And they so like, like he's like, wait for it. Like they're yep. taking his pulse to see hand. He's gone. Okay. And they're wiping Grab stuff that, down the kit, and they're at the door. Like yeah. it was the most amazing. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was no, very. It wasn't like. Hiding in the curtains and here's my yeah, son. Yeah. Yep. You could tell these yeah. guys had done this a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They and wanted and to, always it had to look like a. It had to look, but the the speech that he had out on the sidewalk with Tilda Swinton. Yeah, he's like, so what's our? This is before he killed Tom Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, so what's our exposure on this? Well, he knows this and that, and he's like, well, what if we needed other measures? Yeah, I just need and you to tell me. She's, and he's like, other measures? What do you mean? He's like, do you need to spell it out to me? Yeah, yeah. What, like what if? We could get rid of him, mm-hmm. and she's, she's like, like, "Is that possible? Is that possible? Yeah, we got many. We yeah, got we got multiple people. scenarios, and we know we'll bring in the people we need to do." And yeah, it was very creepy. And how they, I love how uh, fact it was. they would have got Clooney too, but Clooney stops his car. Oh, he at gives some the point. great speech to her at the end. Yeah, well, that, you'll get to that in a second. Okay. But I love the idea that oh, yeah. that he stops his car at some point. He sees like a deer on the side of the road. His 
dash starts. His dash flashing. starts going he doesn't, weird. He's like he doesn't know it, but he sees horses. Yeah, he on sees the side horses, of the road. and he stops his car to get out and look at him in the field. Mm-hmm. So he walks up and he's looking at the horses, and as he's looking at him, his car blows up. Oh fuck! <laughs> but the guys are fa- lost him, but they had him on a tracker, right. so they saw that it blew up. So yeah. he runs back. He takes his watch and his wallet, and he throws it in there. So yeah. they think he's dead. They right. think he's dead. Yeah. And meanwhile. He gets a copy of the manifesto that what's his name was Wilkinson writing. Was yeah. He prints like a thousand copies yeah. of it. Oh hell yeah! And brings one to to, to the they they were going to finalize the settlement. It's because, done. You know, it's, it's and he walks in and she's she's like, in the hallway about to go into the but meeting. she sees him and she's like, oh don't worry, oh Tom's around here somewhere. Like the guy that yeah. she knows that they killed. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh yeah, he's wandering around here somewhere. Oh god. <laughs> and uh, but he gets in her face. He's like really intense. He's like, I'm the guy. That you pay. I'm not the guy you kill. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the guy you pay off. You don't fucking realize that. Yeah. I'm the guy you paid off. He's like, well, give me a figure. Yeah. 15. Yeah. 15 million. 15 million. Well, I think that, we can do that. I think we can do that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And uh, he hands her a copy of the thing and then he walks away. And then as soon as he walks away, like, the feds, the feds rush in. Oh wow, that's awesome! She, she just, just he had her on tape. He hands him. Yeah, you almost feel bad for her. You almost right? feel bad for yeah. her. I mean, but <laughs> she was really good at this. No, I'll tell you, it just uh, and it's a little sidetrack, but you know, you were talking about the professional hit team, and I think maybe it's conspiracy theory. Where yeah. where they have the machine that makes the guy oh, kill yeah, himself? Yeah. Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. that or is it shooter? Maybe. Uh, I think it's I no I think it's it's conspiracy like, there with Patrick Stewart doing it. Isn't I never Patrick saw. Stewart I think so. Yeah. The one with they Mel had, Gibson and Julie Roberts. They basically put somebody's arm into a device that once it's in there, they pull a string and it just forces. Yeah, because remember Mel Gibson's you know, trying like to get out of it at some point. Yeah, I think that yeah, yeah. I, I just couldn't remember, but that just you know it just popped into my head. I love that. <laughs> well, scene. speaking Tilda too, there's an amazing seventies. Amazing 70s horror movie that we actually didn't talk about when we did our 70s horror called Suspiria. Have you heard about that Dario Argento movie? It's dealing with uh, this crazy uh, haunting of the ballerina dancer and They're how she's staying at. Re- it j- trailer just dropped yesterday and Tilda's in it and she looks amazing in it, man. Uh-huh. Tilda's going to be... Tilda just does great, great stuff. So she, she was in the original and she's going to No, be she's in... not in the original. She's oh, in the remake. Oh, okay. I got you. She's going to like kill it yeah. at that because oh, she really she's is great, she's, man. She's Meryl Streep level. Yeah, she is Meryl Streep late. Uh, level and she's done everything she uh, goes into and I was even mentioning when we were doing our Marvel pod that some of the stuff that I don't even like a lot of the movies that she's in but I love her character in that movie right. like I'm not a huge fan of Constantine because yeah. I've read the comics and everything it's nothing like that but the uh, uh, her role as that like yeah. avenging angel yeah. was just intense man yeah. she's got that look that she's really not, and you know what she's not afraid to Gabriel, not look right? glamorous either was that who she was I don't I think remember. I think she yeah. was Gabriel she's not afraid to to not look glamorous well yeah. she's a, she's a very unique looking woman yeah, anyways she's very she, pale. She's like angelic or yeah. like elf like almost yep. uh, mm-hmm. in her look and she's she's just phenomenal yeah she's like soft but powerful yeah you know and, uh, she she's really good you know? yeah that's a great one Michael Clayton, man. All right, my number two, 1986. This movie is also very dark, so dark that they offered the role to Robert De Niro, and he's like, that's too fucking dark for me. I'm not taking it. Wow. But the guy who did take it, Christopher Walken, stepped in. He's zombie Huckleberry, and (laughs) and he uh, decided to do At Close Range. 
At mm. Close Range is one of my favorite movies growing up. It's one of Eric's favorite movies. He was super stoked when he heard I was talking about this, and he's going to probably listen to it just so we can talk about this. <laughs> so this ah, you is, had to wait. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, don't tell him where it is. <laughs> so I uh, listened to like have an hour of dribble before you. <laughs> you've probably seen it maybe a couple times back. You in the have day. to give me the you plot because I've never even heard of it. Fabulous movie. All right, so you've got Sean Penn, super young. Uh, just married Madonna, so that tells you kind of the age range. Uh-huh. And he's, uh, it's him and his brother, played by his real life brother, Chris, Chris Penn, who's not with us anymore. It's very sad. I love Chris Penn. Really, really good. Yeah. And his his grandmother in the movie is actually their real mother in real life. And they're estranged from their dad. They hear stories about their dad and everything. And their dad is a like master criminal, mm-hmm. or I'd say master criminal, but he's more like career a low criminal. level, low level career criminal. Uh-huh. And he's got a very well uh, connected crew. Uh, one of them is David Strathairn, who every nice. time they introduce him is this is this is so and so. He's got epilepsy. Like everyone he introduced, every time, him, yeah. he, he introduced him. He's got epilepsy. Yeah, you got to warn uh, people. Yeah, I, I mean it made he's sense not, after a while. He starts flipping. And you actually get to see him yeah. do that at one point in the movie. Uh, Tracy Walter is in this movie who's plays uh, if you remember uh, the 89 Batman he was uh, he played Bob he's oh, very yeah. Oh, Bob, yeah. Bob Gunn yeah. he's, he was also in Conan Bob. Conan the Destroyer <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Really funny. he always plays that kind he's, of hapless character that his hair's gonna, always like really greasy yeah, and he stringy always, <laughs> yeah. he's always the guy that you know is gonna fuck up yeah. uh, R.D. Calls in this who is really amazing he was from State of Grace he was the guy in the bar at the end that was uh, oh, Harris's yeah, yeah. right hand man the big, big, big guy big thick guy Yeah. Uh, and it's also got one of the guys from the Abyss was in this movie so he's got a very tight tight knit crew and they go and they, uh, uh, and they're they're safe crackers and everything. But they also steal heavy uh, uh, machinery like uh, tractors. They don't this steal was, my tractor. Yeah, this was in like rural <laughs> Pennsylvania, I think. So at some point, uh, Sean Penn wants to reconnect with his dad, and they're just him and uh, Chris Penn are just kind of hanging out in the 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 town's common and drinking beer. And at some point, uh, Sean Penn reconnects with, uh, or connects, uh, with Mary Stuart Masterson from, uh, Benny and June. She's really amazing. Uh, uh, also, uh, fried green tomatoes. She's amazing. I haven't seen her in years and hmm. I don't know what she's doing now, but he starts a relationship with her and he's got a stepfather that he doesn't much care for. Uh, one of the big guy from, uh, in the heat of the night, the big white guy that was the deputy in mm-hmm. Indiana. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the show. Country yeah, guy. yeah, the country guy. Yeah, he yeah. plays their stepfather. He's step a big dad. dude. Yeah, big yeah, dude. Bubba, Bubba. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was his name. Big dude. He was really good in this. He played the stepfather that Sean Penn didn't like, so he decides to go and search for his father, and he ends up finding uh, Christopher Walken, and Christopher Walken's so amazing in really? this movie. And he's like, I'll, I'll take you in. He's like, I want you to, uh, if you want to uh, come in with us, you can come in with us. And, it, and Chris Penn's, uh, or Sean Penn's all about it. Chris Penn's a very sweet, kind of innocent boy that's the younger brother who stays at home and he doesn't really have a connect until about halfway through the movie. There are other members of their fam uh, of their crew uh, of Sean Penn's friends are uh, Crispin Glover, weird Crispin Glover role. Like huh. one, it, he already, always plays a weird role, but this is one of his weird. I think ones. he's just weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the other friends was uh, Evil Ed from uh, Fright Night. Oh, okay. uh, who is also another weird guy. Nine Seven Six Evil is his another another movie. Oh my in. god, I haven't uh, thought of that movie yeah, in twenty years. That. Great. Uh, <clears throat> so what he does is he's like, I'm going to give you a couple jobs that you and your guys can do, and he's like, I want you to steal some tractors, and then you bring them to us, and then we'll load them up on tractor trailer tracks and we'll sell them. Mm-hmm. And they're doing that along with 
uh, Christopher Walken doing his thing. And he starts getting his sons more involved in everything. And uh, they end up getting Sean Penn involved in too much. And they bring him along when they have this guy that they think has been talking to the cops. And they get him drunk in the car. And they get him taking pills. And there's a great scene where uh, he... he you, the guy in the uh, passenger seat knows he's in trouble, and they're, they're pumping him with whiskey. He's like, drink more, drink more. Yeah. He, he gives him a pill, and he's like, what is it? And Christopher Walken's like, it's something to eat. Just eat it. And he eats it and everything, and they bring him into the uh, – to the pull off on the side of the road, and they walk him into the river, and the guy from the abyss holds him under the water Ugh, and just kills fuck. him as Sean Penn is watching it from the car. Yeah. And Christopher Walken puts his single finger over his lips, just telling him to be quiet yeah. and everything. And then uh, – he had already introduced him to the other son, uh, Christopher uh, Chris uh, Penn, at that point in the crew. So they had known him and uh, and was very cordial with they him. They didn't know and he was a he didn't know he was that? a murderer. And Sean Penn told you got to let somebody know before you do that. Sean yeah, right? Penn, yeah. I think he figured Sean Penn would be all right with it, and he was completely not all right with it. Mm-hmm. So when he pulls up, the, he pulls up to get him to do another job, and he's he's there working on his car with Chris Penn, and he's like, "There he is." He's like, "I'm not going out with him tonight." And he's like, "Why? Why aren't you going out with Dad?" And he's like, "He's a bad man, dude. He's bad." And he didn't uh, know Chris. He didn't know. Didn't he know didn't know what, what he had done to him and everything. Yeah. And at some point, uh, they end up getting pinched doing a, a job. The kids they they all get uh, pinched, and they all get they bail them out except for Chris uh, for Sean Penn. They leave Sean Penn in there, what? and there's a very uncomfortable scene. And this is some of the dark stuff. It gets really dark at this point where Christopher Walken realizes he's got to take out every single one of Sean Penn's friends. Oh uh, fuck! And they invite them out. They, they've already got the graves dug, and they bring them out and say, we're going to rob something, and they start with Crispin Glover. But before that, they, uh, there's the, the scene which probably really turned De Niro off is they, uh, they get uh, – it's Crispin Glover and Christopher Walken in a car. They pick up uh, Mary Stuart Masterson and say they're going to bring her to jail to meet – to see Sean Penn. And instead, they get her drunk. They give her a pill. Christopher Walken rapes her. And they're in a hotel, and Christopher Walken rapes the hell out of her. Jesus. And uh, Crispin Glover stays outside and everything. So that right there, you know, is just going to send Sean Penn off. But then they they bring Christopher Chris, uh, Crispin Glover. I have not Glover. seen this movie. Oh, yeah. so great, man. Uh, they bring Crispin Glover out to the field, and they're doing it all in, like, silhouette and everything. And they're yeah. like, where's this tractor where it's both uh, steel? And he's like, oh, it's right over there. And yeah. when he gets over there, boom, yeah. sh- shoots Crispin Glover. They bring Evil Ed out there. Boom. Yeah. Then they... the it's very stylistic too. The uh, that you see the uh, the shadows kind of clear, and it's a great headshot of uh, Chris Chris Penn, and he's uh, he's like, so if they, those cops bring you in to talk about on the grand jury, I know you got a summons for the grand jury. He says, what are you gonna say? And he's like, he's like nothing. And you could see Chris Penn start welling up. And he's like, Dad. And he's like, liar. And he shoots Chris Penn right in the head. Shoots oh, his own son right in the head. Fuck, dude. And. Uh, then they, they Sean Penn gets out of prison and they know that uh, he he wants to have an alibi so he stays at the bar and everything and he, he gets uh, R.D. Call and uh, Tracy Walters to go out and uh, Mary Stuart Masterson and uh, Sean Penn are going to leave town. They get money from the uh, from the mom and the grandmother and uh, they go by Mary Stuart Masterson's house, get the luggage and everything and they get in the car and all of a sudden bum, 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 uh. and get shot like 20 times through the doors and everything and uh, Sean Penn lives through it he gets shot and he's like 
tighten up his wounds and everything and shows up at Christopher Walken's house and like confronts him, puts the gun right to his head. Fuck and yeah. you think he's gonna blow his head off and everything. And he's he's losing it because he's losing so much goddamn blood. Right. And every time Christopher Walken tries to move towards him, he raises the gun and yeah. everything. And he ends up sliding down and everything and you think he's gonna pass up, but you can hear the sirens. You can hear the sirens coming and everything. Yeah. Then it ends up en- ending with the uh in the courtroom and everything and he's just like can you uh can you point out uh your father and the thing and he like breaks down and points him out and then it kind of like stylistically ends like that wow it's just it's such an intense intense yeah, movie it man. sounds like and it, it really yeah. affected uh both eric and me when we watched it uh growing up it's really good it's right up there with uh you ever seen river's edge yep with uh keanu reeves mm-hmm. when they find the dead body yeah and uh, ioni skies in it and everything it's yeah. got that they're kinda, like a bunch of high school kids yeah right? yeah it's got that kind of tone to it it's yeah. almost the same time period that came out and it had like the who's who among the like uh, future superstars were in that movie. Same, yeah. Similar with uh, At Close Range. So definitely check out At Close Range if you get a chance. Hell yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll just real quick before I go into my number one, um, you were talking about Chris Penn. Yeah. I very much wanted to put Best of the Best on this movie. You know, I almost bought that the other day. Did you? It was online. I, I love Best of the Best, I, it's, Dude, I love that. I knew movie, you would dude. like yeah. Best of the Best. <laughs> I was almost buying it, but uh, someone bought it ahead of me at eBay, but I was going to send the picture and be like, I know you know what yeah. this movie is. Hell yeah, but, man. That first um, one, at least. I think they made like seven of them. Yeah, I saw number two, but I didn't see after that. One and two were good. Yeah. Um, So for my number one on the wild card pod, I have a little poem here Uh I'd like to start off with. (laughs) (laughs) And cut. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we, wasn't that one of our bylaws we wrote up and we drew up a constitution? Oh, yeah. No poetry. That was just for you. (laughs) See, because your poetry is too dark. This is really nice. And it goes, I could stay awake. Just to hear you breathing. <laughs> Just to watch you smile. <laughs> Sounds like some Armageddon While you were sleeping. <laughs> I could spend my life in this sweet surrender. I could stay in this lost moment forever. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to go to sleep. Because I'd miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. It's Armageddon, goddammit. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> he had, you used his number one up. That's how much you really can As, as to much him. as I can't stand that song in this movie, this is a really good it's movie. It's a good movie. It is a good it. movie. It's a good movie. And, and it has some it. really intense scenes in this. Uh, or just fun. I don't scenes. know if I'd say good movie. I, th- I feel like it was good. Man. No, if you eliminated, if you eliminated a lot of the, I hate to say it, but if you eliminated a lot of the Ben Affleck stuff, it's actually really good. When you think of the Steve Buscemi stuff, yeah, that's and, yeah. And, and who is the, the big dude? The big dude from Green Mile. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Duncan, Michael Clark, Duncan, Michael Clark, Michael Clark Bear. Yeah, man. Yeah, he was Bear. And uh, all the other guys, the guy from Herman's Head, the the really oh, yeah, boisterous yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. From yeah, Herman's he's head. great, dude. When they all realized like they were gonna they were gonna go away and they couldn't possibly come back, so they were gambling. Yeah. Shit. Exactly. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton's stuff. Yeah, so he was great, man. Go ahead and tell us. All right. So I well, give you props for coming up with that. <laughs> <laughs> Predictable. <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I would. I didn't no, think I coming. I, I'll tell you. Like I would have guessed. It was going to be number five. It took a lot of patience <laughs> to get through this whole thing. Um, okay, so Bruce Willis, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, Liv Tyler. Will Patton. Yeah, exactly. He must have been shitting himself when I was talking to Will Patton and bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying very hard to keep a poker face. Um, so they are an oil rig uh, crew. You know, these guys go anywhere, drill as deep as they need to yep. go. They're the best of the best, you know. And so that's how this movie starts off. And, you know, they're a family and um, you, they have some, like, I think it's either Chinese because I think Liv Tyler speaks Mandarin. Um, so 
investors coming to look and you know you kind of see this family you know dynamic yeah. going on you've got ben affleck who's sleeping with her but they you know and her dad is bruce willis he yeah. doesn't know this is going on steve buscemi and uh michael clark duncan are kind of like her big brothers yeah. yep. um so, i think i saw this in the theater three, oh, I, three or four times. oh i i know i yeah. saw it at least twice yeah um you know and so very early in the movie Bruce Willis finds out that Ben Affleck yeah. is sleeping with his daughter. I love daughter. him running around on the rig shooting at him. Shooting at him, <laughs> yeah. you know? And it's so, and he's like, I'm just scaring him, you yeah. know? He's like, you're not scaring him, you're going to kill him. You yeah. know? <laughs> and uh, so, you know, you've got some comedy going on there. It shows the relationship. It's a good buildup. And then um, I'm pretty sure it's Billy Bob Thornton Billy that Bob Thornton. shows up to say, like, look, you know. We're going to drill. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, Asteroids coming to Earth. Yeah. and, and Same it, time as Deep Impact came out, and this Deep Impact did not do as well as No, Omega. no, this yeah. was far better in yeah, my opinion. it was far better. Um, you know. And, I have to do this someday. I'm sure, dude. <laughs> man, with as many asteroids have been passed. Peter Stamori in this movie. I think Ooh, that's who. As the Russian cosmonaut. Oh, some he of my so good. Stuff. Even William Fichtner. He's was, the guy from Fargo. That's who uh, I William Fichtner was really great in this yeah, movie, too. He the was. guy from Fargo, right? Uh, yeah, Peter yeah. Stamori. Yeah. Where they said he's a Russian cosmonaut. He's been up there for a little while, so he's a little loopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You move like gets, out of the way. It gets this, this level. You okay? You get this level. No, you're not okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they have to do the uh, oxygen and fuel transfer God, and everything. There's just so many like like projects that they had to do, and if you didn't do it right, yeah. this, that shit I mean, it's like Apollo 11. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, that's one of those things with like, not necessarily like alien space travel, but, but like space travel in real time yeah. in Earth, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that I love the, when they were prepping them to be able to go up there, when they, yeah, this room's really messing with my head, man. Can you yeah. get me out of this room? Yeah. And then, uh, can I maybe have a hug after this whole thing's yeah. over, Michael Clark Duncan? <laughs> <laughs> or when they first see William Fichtner, William Fichtner says, talk about the wrong stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and it's just, you know, it's a really good movie. It's action-packed, and like you said, over and over things. But, uh, you know, obviously things really kick off when they get to the asteroid, yeah. you know, and um, they get up there, they, they lose one of the crews yeah. instantly, yep. you know. Um, and then they think that there's no survivors, but there's the few people, Ben Affleck and yeah. uh, Michael Peter, Clark Peter Duncan. Peter was uh, part of it too. Right, yeah. and, and they you know decide that they're going to jump the rover on this yep. asteroid oh, yeah, yeah. and... Um, you know, and they keep burning up these drill bits and, you know, they're trying to get to the core so they can drop this nuke in in order to be able to split it in half so it'll clear the earth. And Steve Buscemi starts getting space madness, you know, and he has like the Gatling gun. Like for some reason, I don't know if it's yeah. like, I don't know why they had a Gatling gun, but... Could um, you even fire that? Oh man, it, I guess the stuff guess was intense with William Fichtner too, with the uh, with the gun where he's holding it on the people. Yeah, because we have to do this now, or we're we're going to lose our opportunity to do right. it. And then yeah, it comes right down to because this was done by uh, Michael Bay, Don Simpson, and uh, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer were the producers on you this. And this Bruckheimer is when they were they were yeah. nailing it with blowing uh, shit up. That's me. Yeah, I mean and yeah, Michael Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson were nailing it with uh, Con Air, The Rock, and mm. Armageddon. Yeah. Those were their three big movies, yeah. and they were all great. Yeah, uh, it just the level of greatness and really the only thing like i said we make fun of this movie a lot the only thing that really ruined it for me was definitely the song but <laughs> but aflac aflac's what stuff wasn't that great yeah well i mean i did like the scene though the emotional scene at the end where if he, i have to watch know. him with the animal crackers and her though i'm like i will fast forward oh yeah <laughs> i cannot do it man yeah no i agree that was an unnecessary 
scene, but I get it. But no. but when they all draw straws and he draws the short straw yeah. to have to go down and light the you know light the explosive, yeah. set it off, and everything, and you know Bruce Willis is like, well, I'll take you down, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, then he kind of tricks him and he gives him, him the up, patch yeah. to give back to. Uh, I love you, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Harry. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> um, and he gives the patch to give to Billy Bob Thornton, yeah. you know, because Billy Bob Thornton couldn't be an astronaut, yeah. but that's why he was with NASA. And this was early on in Billy Bob Thornton where he was only playing those like character actor type of things yeah. and not until after this movie did you set, see him be like a leading man yeah, yeah. So was, well I think Homegrown might have been before this Homegrown, Homegrown was Homegrown was great. great yeah such a good movie I, I came close to putting this on that yeah. on my list oh really I just couldn't remember you know what I in, John Bon Jovi was in it oh yeah, yeah. Hank Azaria's yeah, in it Ryan, Ryan Philippe, Ryan Philippe yeah, yeah. Look, Kelly getting, Lynch look at this guy Lynch. he's getting ready to spit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great movie man yeah um, All right, you know, so good but choice. yeah, so uh, <laughs> it is a good choice. You know what I thought you were going to put on here? You're going to kick yourself and not think. Oh about no, it. I'm sure I know what. Uh, we thought you were going to put Seven Psychopaths on this list. Oh yeah, no, you'll I, have an opportunity. Later yeah, yeah, absolutely. In another fifty pods, to the point we where I, I, to I almost it. rewatched it, thinking I was going to get it. Yeah, on. no, it, the the one that I didn't put on that I was heavily debating was uh, the Last Dragon. But I've got a list of twenty one over here. If you guys yeah, want yeah. to pick some more, <laughs> no, keep them for other because we're gonna we'll be. Obviously, you can work them into future plans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like so. All right, Dave, what do you got? So, you're number one. Do you bump your arm again? Mine, no. <laughs> uh, but I do have an out of space movie that's about, that's a, not about drilling, but it's about mining. Ooh. What you got? And it has a guy from Seven Psychopaths in it. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm man. You can't, ruin, you can't ruin this for him. I debated, I debated. Do it up, man. Oh, I got a backup. No, do it, do it, do it. It's all good. This is one of those things, though, that if he ruins it for you, I'll, I'm willing to let that go. It's okay. This is the I wild have a backup. Card, man. Uh, no, you. If you want to do it, you do can it do up, it. bro. If you it's your number it. one pick, it's your number. It's one It's fucking pick. phenomenal. Yeah, it's okay. I'll tell you I that. did think of. I did think of you when I was going to ruin it, and I was like, I should just ruin it. Do it, man. Just do it. I give you full flesh. He'll still enjoy it, but anyone listening, too. If we don't talk about this, we're talking about Kingpin. No, okay. Talk about this, but we're going to give you a warning. Uh, Dave's about to talk about Moon, and if you haven't seen Moon, you may want to jump forward. At a certain point, we'll let you know when the jump forward. Give me three minutes. We'll give you three minutes because uh, (laughs) it is one of the more shocking endings that if you watch it, you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Okay, no, t- and to be honest, I I kind of like it when you guys give away the twists. Like it won't, it, it won't, it doesn't change the fact that it's a phenomenal movie. And yeah, you watch and you, it, you'll still yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, this is the best so, thing Sam Rockwell's ever done. Awesome, in my opinion. And uh, Kevin Spacey is in it. Okay. Yeah, but he it's just his voice. It's just his voice. It's just uh-huh. his voice. So basically, they found a way to mine resources on the, the moon. moon. Mm-hmm. So they put a permanent base there, and they do three year contracts for. A guy to go up there. Sam Rockwell is the guy. Uh-huh. So he goes there, and base it's very monotonous. Yeah. And he's just kind of like when we start, he's only got like two months left, three months. Yeah, left? Yeah, he's real left. close. He's yeah. video skyping with his family. Yeah, with his oh, wife, wow, yeah. wife and baby home, and she's like, "Miss you." He yeah. has a baby. He's like three years, and you know, he had an idea that it was a big deal to do this. Like he would literally, other career. than Sam Rockwell, he's talking to like the uh, the computer. They show an image of a smiley face. Yeah, they and have it's an a AI frowning robot. at one point. It's got like a couple different gestures that it does, but it's Kevin Spacey's voice, so at least you don't have to see his ass. Right, but it's AI. He can get them. Yeah, sorry, similar like two thousand one. Yeah, talking and about he can, he can yeah. have them. 
I think he cuts his hair. He does. He does. Yeah, he does vitals. different stuff. Uh-huh, yeah. And uh, so you see him doing like eating breakfast and doing and running of, and <coughs> he like runs on the treadmill. He's getting and ready. Stuff like two like weeks, that. buddy. Yeah, yeah, two weeks, man. Yeah, 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 wait. yeah. Something happens with one of the rovers that's mining. He's kind of watching these autonomous rovers that are uh-huh. strip mining the yeah. moon. Yeah. And one of them stops. Oh shit! So he has to get in the vehicle and drive out there and see what. The All right. Happens. This point, you may want to tune out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. For like two or three minutes. He finds a rover out there like the one he's in and he goes inside and there's a guy like in a, the rover like a dead oh, body oh shit it, and brings it, it it like it wasn't dead though was it i no he was like unconscious okay. i guess he drags him back to the laboratory mm-hmm. and when they get his mask off it's sam rockwell uh-huh yeah and they're different personalities but they were like freaking out about it. Yeah, and like, they come. And he's up, like, "Who are you?" Yeah, yeah. and he's like, "Who are you?" One of See, them. Was, I love these type of stories. Yeah, one yeah. of them was was really weird. Yeah, acted really weird. The other one didn't. And so they th- come to find out that they think that they're clones right. of each other. Yeah, and they start trying to figure it out. They're asking the computer. Yeah, they get the computer to tell. Go ahead if you want to talk yeah, about they, that part. They're trying to get the computer to tell them what the hell is going on here. Right. Uh, where did he come from? They realized that that he the thought clone, he was alone on this. He planet. thought he was alone, and they realize right. that somewhere on the ship is where the where the the clone came from. Uh-huh. They don't realize it. Uh-huh. And while Sam Rockwell is out at some point, the original Sam Rockwell, yeah. the second Sam Rockwell finds the clones and wakes up another one. Oh shit! So there's three Sam Rockwells. Oh shit! Yeah, and they're all talking to each other. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, and it's like an insane, like I said, the Sam Rockwell show. Yeah, where it's just literally him in there playing off each other, when playing this... off different personalities. Mm-hmm. Must have been Four two, or five years ago. Yeah, twenty twelve. Okay, I was just curious as far as like, like technology CGI, like how that how it was perfect. How it was it great. Go. It was perfect. It, looks it great. did yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, the cool. feel of the movie. If you're if you like slow movies, it's a slow movie. Yeah. It sounds really intriguing. It's intense, and it kind of like then they find out there's a whole shitload of them and, and they they're on three year bio and they're all metrics. based on you die the, after they're them. all based on an original guy right this, yeah and probably these, long since these been dead. skypes that he's having with his wife uh-huh. that was the original guy's family that's uh-huh. not sam they, rockwell's so family their so, whole world is made up yeah, yeah. they yeah. thought they have all these memories of having done all the stuff that they are right. thinking of but yeah. they didn't he doesn't have a wife to go back to no. that wife is gone it's just a computer program yeah. she died a long time she died a long time, he time talks ago to the daughter, i think the daughter talked yeah and she's like in her teens or 20s or yeah something. yeah so she's long gone but basically they have a three-year life but they have it they find out that they only live for three years yeah and then one of them starts Kevin Spacey sick. will take you down and they'll bring the new one up right uh in the clone Saying it just you're happened gonna go that home but you're not going you're home. not going home yeah. you're just no going you're just to, getting you're deactivated, just deactivated and they bring a new one yeah, online that's crazy he never would have known if one of them hadn't got into that accident on yeah. the surface of the moon yeah so. but even crazier like the they do they're People on Earth, the company that owns this thing, can, uh-huh. can tell something's wrong. Yeah. Right. So they sent a crew immediately, but yeah. it, takes, it took them a while to get there. Uh-huh. So they finally get there, and I guess he distracts them in some way so that one of the other Sam Rockwells gets in the ship, goes back to the... And then you see, I think you see him at the it, end, like, like ends with testifying against... Way. No, I think he just is in the ship going home. I, don't I thought he was going to expose the company. I don't think they reason. show any of that because mm. it's not anything. They don't show anybody other than, okay, the, other right, than the wife right. and the kid on the Skype call. All you see is Sam Rockwell's adult movie. Huh. It literally is nothing but him for an hour and a half. But when 
his reaction when they first pull the first one out is yeah. he's he's lost it. Yeah. He's like, who is he? Yeah. Who is he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he just can't figure it out. Yeah. And the, oh, I can see him freaking out like that the, too. The way was with so good. the way he creates different personas for each of the different characters. Where one of them, like you said, one of them's kind of a dick. One of them's just, and then they kind of have to kind of depend on each other to deal with the third one. That the other one wakes up and he's like, "Why'd you wake another one up?" Yeah. And, oh man, it's <laughs> yeah. just it's so crazy. And then he's searching the ship, and very similar to uh, Hal in two thousand one. Kevin Spacey's talking back to the home planet, right. and everything, and I, and uh, uh, he has to kind of sneak around the uh, the Kevin Spacey computer program to mm-hmm. find things because he knows that they're gonna alert, he's gonna alert them of whatever he finds and yeah. everything. It's just have you seen crazy. Um, Oblivion? Yeah, I've seen Oblivion. I wasn't too thrilled with Oblivion, though. You haven't? No. Okay, yeah. I won't say anything about it. It, it wasn't. You know what? Other, Solaris was going to be on that. Solaris was oh, that, yeah. It's another out of space. I have, because and I didn't think, think that I had, but like I have. Copies of those people, Yeah, that, that, that was very similar to that. That's uh, with Clooney, right? Yeah, with Clooney wife. and uh, Jeremy Davies. I already Davies. had too many Clooney movies. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Davies was amazing. Oh, he was great. Oh, God. At one point, he... You knew he, there was a because he had his twin brother on. He does there. weird. He kicks. killed the original Jeremy Davies. Yeah, and, uh, and he had him stuffed in the ceiling. Ah, uh, so good. And the oh, blood gosh. dripped down. But awesome. yeah, Moon. That's yeah. my number one. I'll still check that out. Yeah, you should definitely check it yeah. out. It's Sorry for ruining it for everybody. No, no. God, damn we it, gave man. you a we gave you a spoiler alert. Yeah. So you had your chance. <laughs> this next movie here. This is a movie that Justin did. Uh, <laughs> my, my number one on this movie is usually when I tell people this is one of my favorite movies, they're like, "Really?" Uh, and it is. Definitely on my top twenty movies of all time, hmm. and it's one of the movies that a lot of people, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people think it's slow and uh, and uh, it's like two and a half hours long. But I love it. I love the cinematography on it. I love the acting in it. I love how grand it is, and I love uh, the story uh, that it tells and the history of the. It's actually a true story, hmm. and this is what's the date here? Nineteen ninety-seven's Seven Years in Tibet. I love uh, Tibet. Seven Years in Tibet. This is like I said. A lot I of people it. are like, "Really?" <laughs> and, and I and I get it uh, because Pitt. it's yeah, it's very slow. But uh, the historical accuracy in this is amazing, and the idea of who the Dalai Lama was in the relationship, and who the Dalai Lama is today, kind of stems from that relationship that he had with the Brad Pitt character of Harry Hare. Uh, who actually lives in like Niceville, Florida now? Really? Oh, really? Uh, have you, you've <laughs> seen Seven real. Years in Tibet? I, I haven't. Really amazing movie, and it starts. I remember off it won a ton of awards and stuff. Really, though. really great. Yeah. Man. The cinematography was the off kid, the chain. There was like man. a kid. He was yeah. like well, see, teaching a kid. The kid is born. Uh, this is the 14th Dalai Lama, and it's actually the Dalai Lama that is alive today. Is that the one that selected the object off of the carpet or off the rug? Uh, or wasn't there one with Keanu Reeves that was very similar to oh, that? That's Kundu or something like that. I okay, think. I don't. Know. I yeah, just no, remember. I just remember there was a scene where there was a kid Ronin. that had to pick. Um, no, twenty one. <laughs> he samurai. had to pick an object <laughs> off of the carpet and then to like to go to this monastery. <laughs> that's to find Golden out. Child. <laughs> no, that definitely it wasn't Never mind. this. It wasn't yeah. this. So you got Harry Harris played by Brad Pitt, who's going on this expedition as a mountain climber. Uh, to go up the Himalayas mm-hmm. and he's with David Thewlis who's amazing in this movie I love David Thewlis he was great in the third season of Fargo yeah he was also a great in The Island of Dr. Barreau uh, the, oh, uh, yeah. the Val Kilmer one uh, who else you might know David Thewlis he was the evil king from Dragonheart he was the guy who couldn't stop laughing in uh, Big yeah. Lebowski he just plays a weird character in a lot <laughs> of different things he's a John Waters type character yeah, yeah, yeah. very much <laughs> uh, so 
and he's actually a member and they kind of downplayed the part that he was actually one of the ss uh part of the uh the nazi party oh wow they kind of kind of just put it in the background <laughs> in the movie and he came out later Nazis on and, uh, <laughs> but really he did not give a shit like at the very beginning of the movie they wanted him to put the Nazi flag up when he reached the peak of the Himalayas and he was like he take he took it and he was like I'm not really interested in your silly war yeah. and everything he's from Austria and he's actually he, he starts out the movie he's, he's a dick you know Barry Pitt this really changed his life this movie and this experience the character right uh, actually the uh, his life too because David Thewlis and Brad Pitt are not allowed to go into China ever for the rest of their life because really? they made this movie. No they're, shit. They're not allowed to go to China. Brad Pitt uh, can't get into China? No. This is... People do not like this movie. Chinese people do not Doesn't like... Doesn't his uh, wife The Communist Party does not like it. Family members from over there? Uh, Possibly. But... Anyway, so he's he's in this exposition, expedition with David Thewlis to go up to the Himalayas. He's actually, Brad Pitt's leaving his pregnant wife, who's going to have the baby, and they ask her, when does the baby do? It's like, by the time he reaches his base camp, the baby will be gone. And he's like giving his wife shit about it and everything. I've been waiting for this rest of my life. Get over it and everything. I'll see you later on when I can. Wow. So he's like, they really make him look like he's an asshole, because once he meets the Dalai Lama, it completely changes his life. Right, yeah. So this is like an experience like you've never heard. Like this book, read this book if you're a reader, because this the story itself is just phenomenal mm-hmm. and it, along with great cinematography great music everything so what happens when they get to the base camp he's going up the mountain and they show a lot of great the mountain stuff and uh, Brad Pitt uh, falls down at some point and like stabs his own leg with one of his spikes oh fuck and he, he keeps it from the rest of the group and David Thewlis falls at some point when he's the when uh, Brad Pitt's the lead kind of rope man mm-hmm. and he almost drops David Thewlis mm. and David Thewlis gets up there he should, you should have told us how hurt you were and everything yeah and so they start going up and the weather's bad and at some point the British army's there waiting for him and says guess what you're all going in prison camp oh fuck and he ends up spending three years in the prison camp trying to escape trying to escape he's yeah. writing letters to his son his son's like uh uh not answering and his wife's sending divorce papers and the, the guy that was their like uh driver that she's getting married to now and oh wow. so he's getting these as uh he's trying to escape and he's just not going through life uh really well but they show his escape from prison which was amazing him and david thulis and like four other people get some uh uh, shoe polish and they darken their skin like a lot of the Indian uh, guards that are there because this is British uh, uh-huh. and it's right in India where they, they take them and they can see the Himalayas in the background and it makes it even worse they were like ah oh, there's the mountain that we want to travel and everything yeah. so they end up darkening their skin and pretending they're workers to get out and David Thewlis dresses up in like a British uh, uniform with another guy and they're checking maps and everything and they get out the they get out from the uh, uh, from the gates and then Brad Pitt being the like self-reliant guy is like, good luck to you. I'm going off on my own. Oh, wow. And he goes off on his own and he ends up hiding in the tree tops. You can see the people going under him trying to look for him and everything. Yeah. And he ends up like going, like almost dying several times. He ends up going back up to the Himalayas. And at some point, because he's lighting fires up there at night. Right. Yeah. Uh, he ends up eating something uh, rotten and he's puking his guts out and all of a sudden uh, someone throws some tums on the ground and it's David Thewlis who, who ends up reconnecting with no him. No shit. And then they end up spending like a year up there trying to get into, they're like, we got to go over Tibet. Yeah. And they want to get into Tibet and they want to get in Lhasa, which is the holy city. Mm-hmm. And in Lhasa, there are no foreigners allowed. They will oh. not let you in there. Right. And they try to get in there and uh, these guys uh, turn them back. They can't uh, get in there and uh, they actually get 
into the the main part of the city and they were telling him foreigners are not allowed here and the guy they uh, disrespected that uh when they first came across turns out to be one of the main guys there and they're like yeah we're not letting you in so they end up escorting him the uh uh some of the tibetan uh uh guards end up escorting them out and then they like run away from the tibetan guards so then they end up sneaking in to the city they end up uh they're wearing all these outfits and they uh they once they get in the city they come across this woman who's like feeding the dogs and they're like so starving that they just immediately dive into the food that they're feeding the dogs and uh I do remember and, that part. And then uh, the guy that runs that household is Mako. You know him from uh, – he was in Rising Sun. He was the main guy doing the deals in the boardroom oh, okay, in Rising yeah, yeah. Sun. He was also in Taking Care of Business with James Bellucci. He was uh, in uh, Charles Grodin. He was the main guy. He only goes by the name Mako. Uh, uh, and he was the main guy. And he goes to the uh, to the people. And at this point, the Dalai Lama is about 12, 13 mm-hmm. years old. And uh, – they allow him they said i want to have these two foreigners stay at my house and uh one of the main ministers and this is bd wong who ends up playing a huge character in this uh movie uh because during this whole thing uh the holy city is 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 technically in china but they're uh the tibetan but they're not ruled by the chinese government they're they're looked at almost <laughs> unless as you the, ask the chinese almost, government yeah, yeah, yeah right, well that's yeah. what it is and that's why the whole free tibet thing is right, because yeah. it actually goes into where the chinese invade tibet and the Dalai Lama has to flee to India. I'm getting ahead of myself, but uh, so they end up getting acclimated, and they let these two foreigners stay. Who two foreigners have never been in uh, Lhasa before, and now they're in there. And B.D. Wong lets them uh, brings a seamstress in to help build them suits and everything. This beautiful, beautiful lady who builds uh, gets them suits, and then uh, David Thewlis and Brad Pitt start courting her, trying to see who can get her. And, and uh, surprisingly, it does not go with Brad Pitt's way. It goes with David Thewlis, and uh-huh. she ends up marrying David Thewlis. And Brad Pitt's got nothing really. He, they've they've hired him to be a. Uh, uh, survey all of Lhasa and make maps and everything. Mm-hmm. And the point where his life changes is the Dalai Lama's mother calls him in for a meeting with her. And uh, the the woman playing the Dalai Lama's mother is actually the Dalai Lama's sister in real life playing her own mother. Really? Uh, which is really phenomenal. That's awesome. And uh, he says, they're, uh, the people are very strict and they're not going to allow you to have a meeting with the Dalai Lama, but my son really wants to meet you and talk to you. So I'm going to allow you to come in uh, visit him at my monthly meeting uh, with him. Uh, she gets to see him a month, uh, once every month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and goes in, he says, there's certain rules. You know, you have to sit below him. You got to bow your head. You can't look at him and everything. And when she gets in there, this kid is like awesome. He's like very worldly. Uh-huh. Like, like you have blonde hair everywhere. You have it on your arms. You have it on your legs. And he's yeah. like shuffling <laughs> his hand through his hair. And he's, he's like, I, you like movies? And he's like sh- shocked. And he's like, yeah, I haven't seen one in a while, but I love movies. He's, he's like, I love movies too. I want you to build me a movie house. And then you can come here every day and you can tell me who Jack the Ripper is. You can tell me what a Maltese cocktail is. Oh, and wow. You can tell me what this is and that is. And we'll have talks and discussions and it's going to oh, be great. Oh, how cool is that? He ends up starting this great relationship where he teaches the Dalai Lama how to drive. Mm-hmm. He teaches him all geography. He writes it out on the floor and he gives him lessons and everything. And he starts this amazing relationship uh, because – uh, at this point, he's still Brad Pitt's still sending letters to his son, and eventually his son sends him a letter. Says, "You're not my dad. Stop sending letters to me." Right. Yeah. So he almost becomes the surrogate son of uh, 
uh, the uh, surrogate father of right, uh, yeah. the Dalai Lama. Wow. He's learning from him, he's teaching from him, and everything. At some point, Dalai Lama gets his glasses that he's famous for now that we see him with. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you've ever heard that, read anything that Dalai Lama writes, you 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 have an idea that the Dalai Lama is this very like holy holy man who you. But he's very worldly he's and very well spoken and sarcastic and oh, yeah. funny as shit. Yeah, man. and people don't realize this. Yeah, he came here a few years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, he, he's amazing. I, didn't get I would, I would have loved to. Isn't there a picture of him wearing Chuck Taylors? Yeah, like, he's just very thing. cool, man. And it all started when he was really young, and he had this relationship with the Brad Pitt character. That's awesome. A lot of people don't realize this, yeah. and it goes into the point where the Chinese are going to invade, and the main minister is B.D. Wong, and they're telling B.D. Wong the the generals and everything. He says, "We would rather die than let." the Chinese in do not surrender mm-hmm. and we can we can hold them off until we get other countries to come in and help and everything and B.D. Wong says you're right I'm not going to do it and at the first sign of trouble B.D. Wong gives up uh. he gives up Tibet and the Chinese come in and there's a certain point the Chinese come in uh, and see what's going on there and it's played brilliantly by the the head general is played by the guy from the corrupter the Mark Wahlberg one remember mm-hmm. the guy who corrupts Mark Wahlberg mm, uh, no, really really one. good uh, actor and uh, he ha- he shows no respect for them, and he even says right till B.D. Wong's face, re- uh, religion is poison, and that the Tibetan monks are building these great things, and he just shuffles his foot right through them and just uh, show- doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And they take over, and B.D. Wong like sets fire to his office and just escapes out of there and everything. And they Brad Pitt ends up having a moment with him, and he like pushes him to the ground and says, "You're a disgrace to your people and everything." And he's talking to the Dalai Lama. He's like, "You got to get out of here." And he yeah. says, "They're gonna, they're gonna take over this place and everything." And he asked you, he's to flee to India, and that's where he still lives today. That's yeah. where you see the free Tibet. They just want that holy city back. You know, they want that holy city that they had for so many generations. I mean, he's the 14th Dalai Lama that's supposed to be kind of resurrected yeah. uh, into this body, and he's pushing his age now. I think he's like 89. Uh, he's like got to be 88 or 89. Uh, the no, they already grew in the next one. I don't they think must so. Be, right? I, I, you would think they would be. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because um, he's the only Dalai Lama that has not been in Tibet and in Lhasa. So he's. I don't know what part of India he's in right now, but uh, I don't even know if you can visit. I mean, it's technically communist China where where Lhasa and the Tibet is. Maybe there is a way you could visit there and everything, but it's obviously not the same. I mean, China's yeah. not the same as it was back then yeah. either. And it's some great. They still. They'll take great offense to defending some of their and I homelands, always, like oh, Hong sure. Kong. Is- I always thought if I was ever going to get a religion, I love the Taoist kind of point of view of uh, resurrection and, and uh, reincarnation. And I love this point in the movie where uh, they're building the he's building the movie house, and people are freaking out because they're, where they're digging there's worms there. And the Tibetans believe that even a worm could be your mother in a right. former life. Yeah, and, uh, isn't that going Brad, backwards though? And Brad Pitt's life like, depends on your karma. Brad Pitt's like, there's no way we can build this thing without. Uh, without worrying about the worms they actually he says and Dalai Lama's like you're a smart man I think you, you'll, you'll be able to figure something out mm-hmm. and so they literally have these monks their only job is to put all the worms in this like ceremonial bowl and transplant them like on the other side oh wow so they constantly moving worms from one place to another get, as right. they dig I, and, I think I have that philosophy ingrained in me like I I've I've killed a coral snake. Mm. Yeah, I don't like to kill animals. I go out of my way to move animals. It's so much easier to transplant them. They're just doing their thing, man. Yeah. I had a spider the size of the palm of my hand in my apartment last night, and it was a big one, dude, and I was super tired. And I, I walked in, I saw it, and I said... 
you know what? Just be gone by the morning. And I just went back and went, went to <laughs> sleep. Yeah, and be gone by the morning. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that when you think like uh, you see dead animals on the side of the road and you're yeah, like, you know, these roads weren't here all the time. Know, you know, this was yeah. their place. Cockroaches invading, and poisonous you know? snakes probably make the list. So. Yeah, yeah, th- those yeah. I can understand. Anything that'll, like even, we're on a farm. There's mice yeah. and rats. Anything that's I disease-ridden or still, something like I move that the I get. Mice yeah. and ra- I move the mice and rats. Yeah. I don't even, I should kill them as a farmer. No, I, I like mice. Uh, I remember one time out at my farm, um, we used to have horses out there, and it was one of my jobs was to you feed killed them. the horses. <laughs> <laughs> this one got my, really dark. Yeah, one of my jobs. <laughs> Thank you for this. <laughs> 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 uh, one of uh, one of my jobs was to feed the horses, and one day I went into the feed uh, bucket, you know, and I opened it up, and there's this little tiny mouse in there, and it was too far down; he had yeah. fallen, and he couldn't yeah, get it out. Happens here. So I put him in the scoop, and I walked him down to the end of the driveway, yeah. and I dumped him out, you know. Next day, came to feed, same little mouse, back in there again. It's like, dude. I know, it, literally, you know. And so I took him back down, jumped him again. Next day I came, it was back in there, and had this big, fat, huge friend oh, that it wow. had brought in there. So it was starting to bring other mice in <laughs> it's there. It's like Remy from uh, yeah. Ryan <laughs> yeah. Unless you, you know? guys are going to cook for me, you Oh, yeah. and so, uh, it was Little Buddha was the Keanu, Keanu Reeves oh, movie Buddha. that I was yeah, thinking yeah, yeah, of. Yeah, That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, this was. If you really want a great historical tale about uh, of uh, the true story of how the Dalai Lama kind of came up as uh, from his youth and everything, because he really is an amazing human being, yeah. and it's going to be a really sad day when we lose him. And uh, they, the Tibetan people, have gotten the shaft for many years and everything. Yeah, uh, and even to the point where I know recently the Dalai Lama was going to speak at some place in like some university, and a lot of the Chinese. Uh, students were protesting the Dalai Lama being there. He said, "Who protests the Dalai Lama, man? I mean, he's all about peace and love. Yeah. I mean, it's Bastards. it's crazy." <laughs> uh, so no yeah, comments. seven years in Tibet. Nice. It's one of those ones that I immediately when uh, when it came out, people were like yawn, and I was <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, whatever, man." I I, I gave it you a chance, what? and I I love it, historical man. movies because at the very least, if if they're accurate, if they stay yeah. close to the material, yeah. you'll get to learn. You I love learn in a, The Dalai Lama loved this movie. He, he watched this movie. He's a very, like I said, he's a very hip guy and he yeah. knows about pop culture and he knows about a lot of this stuff. And uh, he loved it. And apparently him and uh, the character that Brad Pitt uh, plays are still friends today and That's they still awesome. talk and they still are connected with each other yeah. and it's, it's really amazing. So don't avoid this movie where people are like, like even last night, uh, I was talking with my friend uh, Lindsay, and she's like, "Oh, talk about slow movies." I was like, "Yeah, man, but it's amazing, man." Mm-hmm. I said, "You don't don't avoid movies because they're slow or because they're long." You, you know, miss a good one. Another, you're gonna miss something good. Another one, kind of, I think, along those lines was uh, I, I might get the name wrong. The Last Emperor. Last Emperor, yeah. great movie that with John Lone, really man. Good really movie. great movie. You know, and I saw I saw that when I was young, yep. and I, I saw, I've seen it four or five times. But yeah, if even, you like Last Emperor, you'd like seven years to that. Dude. Even when I was young, it was still like a good, fascinating movie yep. to me. You know, it, movies out there. Yeah, very light. I, I like how you worked our name in there. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, I'm interested. I'm interested. I know we all had alternate lists. I had yeah. two alternates on yeah. my list. You did. Go, I, I'm interested in hearing what those are. Yeah, you don't have to a, talk I, about I'm the movie. The same thing. But yeah. I'm interested. I only had two, and my two were Boondock Saints, which we haven't weird enough had not talked seriously, about. Seriously, yeah, we actually talked about it in this pod. Yeah. Well, we mentioned uh, it. We mentioned Billy Conley. Conley. Yeah. <laughs> and my other one was Distinguished Gentleman. Oh, oh nice, dude. Oh, so we'll get to that. What's yeah. his head going like that? What the fuck is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that movie. We'll get to that. Uh, let's see. I had three, and they were Idiocracy. This is the end. This is the end. And Encino Man. Oh, nice. <laughs> Man. I loved Encino Man. I watched we, that several times. Wheeze in the, the juice. Wheeze in the juice. <laughs> I had six. 
Oh, wow. Right. I mean, I had 15. But, but uh, I had six. Yeah. I literally couldn't. I, I narrowed mine down, yeah. too. I had a lot more. Tucker and Dale versus nice. Evil. Yeah. Well, you talked about that before. You yeah, had that but on still, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, Lars and the Real Girl. Good mm-hmm. one. Good one. Um, the Assassination of Jesse James. And by the coward oh, Robert cool. Ford. Yeah. yeah. That was that a, was a slow movie. Uh-huh. That was a super slow movie, but there was the, the scene where they came into the oh, house. Oh, busted in the house. Sam Rockwell. Oh, wow, yeah. He jumped out the window. Awesome scene, man. Shutter Island. Oh, yeah, Shadow Island's a, a great one, yeah. man. We'll talk about that with like 2,000 um, thrillers. Yeah. yeah. Scotland, PA. I still haven't seen it, but I own it. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't pick that because I'd like you to give me warning beforehand so I can watch the copy I have. Uh-huh. Let's watch it Wednesday. We could. But it's well, so good. I can't believe you we'll haven't be seen doing it. A, we'll be doing a pod on Wednesday. Yeah. I'll give a preview oh, of what we're right. going to do, too. And uh, Kingpin. Ah, yeah. <laughs> now, just because we're just talking quick alternates and stuff like that, I'm just curious if you've ever seen this, because if you haven't, I think you'd like it. Um, you were talking about Biloxi Blues yep. a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen Tigerland with Colin Farrell? Oh, yeah. Yes. Good movie. I loved that it movie, was good. man. Good yeah, movie. and we don't need to go into it. I just yeah, yeah. It made me think no, about that, and I was curious if yeah. you'd seen it. So yeah, next week I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna do our actor and actress pod. That pod we've done uh, several times before. What we we've done? Uh, who have we done in our actor actress pod? Now we've done Jeff Goldblum and Ooh, Gina Davis, Gina Davis. Yep. and there was one other one we did. Uh, right? We did Francis McDermott. Francis McDermott and Gene Hackman. And Gene Hackman. Yep. Yeah. And then we did individual actor ones before we started doing that kind of uh, crossover. Uh, crossover yeah. one. So next week I'll give you a tease. We're gonna do uh, Bill Paxton and Sigourney Weaver. And uh, I love Bill Caxton. A lot of great stuff oh, yeah, from both. Absolutely. Uh, both those actors are phenomenal and two of my favorites. And uh, we've got a, we've come up with a list we're going to keep from you. But if you uh, are interested in hearing us talk about those two actors and uh, kissing their ass and all their great movies that they've done, <laughs> yep, pucker up, buttercup. And uh, <laughs> we're ready to do it. So uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can certainly get a hold of us and give us a review. And a, uh, they, they let you comment right on the uh, SoundCloud app right now, right on the individual episode. Episode. Oh really? I'll let you click on the comment section and leave a comment there. We would appreciate it. <laughs> this if- is boring. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept any comments. But come on, man. <laughs> at least, well, you gotta have been enlightened or educated at least by a couple of the movies we've talked about. So you can get a hold of us through our platforms, our iTunes and SoundCloud. We can also be uh, hit up on. Uh, uh, Facebook at Fascinated with Films or on Twitter at Dupree Podcast and through email at Fascinated with Films at gmail.com. So, yeah, we're going to, I think we're doing it. We're going to be recording a little early next week, but it will be still the normal Saturdays is when it's going to drop because we got a like, Dave's got a graduation party slash massive family reunion. Got to get wild around yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Talking about not killing animals and he's going to roast a whole pig next weekend. So. <laughs> but in all fairness, he's dead. When, he'll be dead, he'll be when dead he, when yeah. he can, by the time he gets to the <laughs> property. If he was to walk on the farm, we couldn't do it. Yeah, but right? He's coming feet first. I, yeah. He's coming tits up. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Until next time. See you. Later. You're my boy, Blue. Thank you, sir.